I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. Is it real SEO hours this time? I think it's real SEO hours, and I have to say... The, the first step to any S good SEO is being um, consistent with your content. <laughs> and uh, that includes having your, your weekly schedule actually happen. So we want to apologize <laughs> for not having an episode out last week. Uh, to be fair, to be fair to ourselves, it's not like we forgot or didn't attempt to get it recorded. That is true. Uh, it's just that our attempts did not end up actually resulting in a, in a recording so that's that where we're at true. right now that is that is indeed true uh life happens you know and that's something that we try to preach here on another youtube podcast <laughs> we, we like to let you guys know that sometimes life happens and you can't always accomplish everything like like you want unfortunately it just be it's, like it's, that sometimes it's weird that these messages show up only after we've messed up <laughs> and need anyway. to uh "Quote unquote," apologize for something. That's weird how that that happens sometimes. But you know we're back now, and if anything, we just added to the hype to this episode because I don't know if you guys know, but this episode has been in the works. Shoot, uh, <laughs> like a year? No, <laughs> like a, if not a year, close to it. Yeah. Right. This was one of the uh, the early boy it. YouTube podcast episode ideas that had just floated around in limbo for like. 8,000 years. <laughs> why, now we're finally here. Why did it? Why Why did it, like, float around for so long? For me... Think, go ahead. For me, it's, it's it's a fear of, like, math <laughs> and numbers, probably. Okay. And then the, the other well, part of the... that's the analytics episode, right? We haven't, it, we haven't done the analytics episode. It, it goes into it a little bit. And, yeah. and the other part, too, that worried me, and this might be your answer as well... It's just it's not a, not a very sexy topic to, to have yeah. in a podcast. It's not very interesting to listen to for long periods of time. That's so it's true. kind of hard for us to be like, hey, show up to this YouTube podcast. We're going to talk about numbers. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. So that, that was the other part, too. But what about you? What do you think? I, I think we're lazy. <laughs> well, that. Well, that. Um, no, other than that, I, I just think that we, we probably just wanted to have some more footing with it. Uh, individually I know that around this time last year I was just getting deeper into yeah I, I think we'll get I think we'll get into it but um, I've had kind of this trying battle with SEO over the last couple of years uh, trying to learn it trying to get you know more advanced into it so that I could you know so I could utilize it more for YouTube right um, mm -hmm. so it took a while before I felt super confident to talk about it in depth for a podcast. That's how I feel about it. Sure. Besides it's never, lessons. well, that it, it, it's, it's never a thing that you go into like really early on. You kind of have to like know your way around YouTube a little bit to even kind of comprehend some of the stuff that's exactly. in SEO. That being said though, if you are new to YouTube and you've never like gone down the rabbit hole that we're about to go down, uh, there's some benefits to it that we're going to get into wholeheartedly. But, there uh, are indeed some really big benefits. Mm -hmm. but, but before we get to the, the hypest <laughs> episode topic Hell yeah. on another YouTube podcast, we first have to go into the hypest segment of every episode, uh, your week on YouTube trademark. 
Trademark. It's my Hobby. favorite. Hobby. Right. <laughs> if you steal our segment, we will steal come after you. We're going to be really upset. We will sue in court. Don't go on Probably my DeviantArt. Don't go on my DeviantArt, first off. Never look up speech and games. You got a DeviantArt? I didn't From know that. Back in the day. I, I do have really? a art, yeah. That's going to have to be its own episode later on. <laughs> Why you should make a DeviantArt for your YouTube channel. Why uh, you should, more accurately. <laughs> uh, I have, I think I have a couple of pictures that I drew on there that are just like, it's like a Conker's Bad Fur Day uh, box art, Super Mario 64 box art, like some of that shit. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's like a, I did, I did a fan fiction on there once. Interesting. Interesting yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know, they're looking at all. I hear the, I hear the typing. This one what is typing? like. <laughs> what typing? <laughs> I don't know what typing you're he's referring like, to. He's like, hmm, that sounds interesting. Let me see this real quick. Um, it, it, in retrospect, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. It's not that bad. <laughs> That's fair. When I search it up, it just gives your... Uh, Sabijan Games video, the Newgrounds visual novel game. Love it for spite. <laughs> that's uh, all I see. That's interesting. Okay. They're pretty um, good video, but good. I mean, not not exactly fine, the I cringe guess. I was looking for. Yeah, there's no cringe on there. Mm. Unfortunately, there's no cringe. You say that. <laughs> I wrote a fan fiction about Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I was super into the game at one point. Um, and it was like, what if Conquer turned into a human? Really? Yeah, or, or, no, I think it was what if yeah, what if Conker turned into a human and then he like got transported into like a human world and it was like the entire game except human version of it. I don't know. I guess it's an interesting concept that my high school brain came up with. I don't fucking know. I don't know, dude. Ooh, I found it. Cool. Yeah. I never finished it. There's like three chapters. It's not I terrible, say. but you know. It could like Look I at said, this. Look at this Majora's Mask boss box art over here. Yeah, it's not terrible, right? <laughs> I tell you, it could be a lot worse. Well, you drew the Ocarina of Time one and then called it Majora's Mask box art. Yeah. <laughs> but aside from that. That's funny. I think there's both on there, actually. Is there? There should be both. Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. So. The camera quality is so low on here. It's yeah, hard for me my, to... Uh, that was my to tell. phone. It was like a Walmart $50 phone. If that oh. wasn't a flip phone at that time, that might have been a flip phone. I don't remember. Interesting. But anyways, okay. anyways, do we go on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, we could talk about this forever if uh, we really wanted to. Are, are, are you starting? Am I starting? I don't remember. I'll, I'll let you go. I don't know if that's the order, but I'll, I'll let you go. All right, I'll start. So my week, and it's, I guess the last two weeks, uh, I was really trying to get this show, Your Everyday Nerd, off the, off the ground. And uh, I'm proud to it to announce that your boy did it. We got the first week off the ground. That's fucking Yay. hard. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all done? Well, not quite. Um, I, <laughs> first three episodes are completely recorded, uploaded, uh, edited, uploaded. Uh, first two episodes are already aired at this point of, of recording. The uh, mm-hmm. fourth episode is almost done editing. I was editing earlier. Fifth through sixth six episodes I'll be editing later tonight or tomorrow um, and then I'm working on some scripts right now for for week two plan is to have those scripts done by 
Thursday at the latest so that I can record them Thursday and then do the rough cuts on Friday and then I can get the actual editing done between Saturday and the rest of the week. Okay. So makes sense. I got I got plan. Like I I've got kind of a, a process um, figured out with it, which is really really good. Um, it's it's a lot easier to to get these done than I thought they were going to be. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Because I know you were worried about it for a while, so it's nice to see that it's going according to plan. Yeah. Well, according to plan is is kind of a loose <laughs> loose statement. Fair enough. Because you it, know what it, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It. it changed the show changed a lot uh from from idea to to completion uh originally it was going to be like i'm gonna talk about three different pieces of media per episode and it could be a movie a book and a video game all in one episode and that ended up being nuts and not making any sense and now it's almost like a different video essay in the format of a of a new show every single episode. Um, right. And I think it works out really well. Um, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, you know, what people in the community think. We'll see what new people think as, as the weeks go by. Um, I'm just gonna, like, my goal right the moment is to just get the first month of content done uh, rather than paying attention to numbers and all that kind of stuff because... The, the, the real struggle here is going to be to get the content out. Exactly. That's always the, the hard part is just like getting it done and finished and exactly. for people <laughs> to see and all that sort of stuff. Um, I've seen both of them, actually. I've seen the first two episodes. Sweet. And I could, I could even argue that there, there's a bit of a shift from the first one to the second one, right? Mm-hmm. The first one's a bit longer. You're talking about like more things. It like goes on for like 20 minutes. There's all these like tangents here and there. I think even the angle of it, you're a bit closer up. I, I could be wrong there. Um, that's just my memory anyway. And then two is like a lot shorter, a lot more streamlined. You get to the point and you move on and you go and you like have everything kind of a little bit more like neat, neatly packaged and stuff. So I would even argue in the first two episodes, we're sort of seeing it shift and change a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's gonna. I think every episode, at least for the first month, is gonna be you know a little bit different. So we're talking about like the first episode is about two different movies, the second episode is about an anime. Um, so there's gonna be some differences in, in the way that I present things. Um, the third episode is about a movie, the fourth episode is about Mega Man and Mega Man Two. So it's like there's there's a lot of different things that I'm kind of doing with it. But I'm hoping that the format of the show will keep people coming to watch every episode, regardless of what I'm talking about. That was kind of the goal. Use, That's the goal there, right? Right. Use every single episode as like a new launching ground of getting new people, kind of like a variety channel would, getting people to come see this video because, hey, I really like Mega Man 1 and 2. I'm probably going to like this video if I watch it. And then they like the format of the show. They like my personality and the jokes that I present. And that'll come keep them coming back for the next episode, regardless of what I'm talking about. That's the whole Is Is the uh, Mega Man 1 and 2 video, is that like more of a review? Or are you taking a look at like one specific aspect of it? Um, it's more of a review. Okay. Because I was about yeah. to say, uh, I think this would be your first game review in like a long 
time, actually. Because yeah, before you kind of looked at like one aspect of a game or you had streamed it or it was a Let's Play. Or it, it took on many different forms than just the typical review did. And to see like you doing a review of like Mega Man games on this new show, it's kind of like, whoa, haven't seen that before. All right, cool. Let's, I guess it go. is, yeah. Yeah. Because I've done... Point. I've done review stuff before on like a bunch of different shows and the night vlogs and things, but you you've never gone that route before, so I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, I take a sure. look at basically the first two Mega Man games. Originally, it was going to be the first three, but when I was writing the script, I was like, "This is way too long." Um, sure. It, it, it's it's twenty minute video, like the first episode ended up being. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm trying to make sure that the episodes are shorter on the shorter end but it, as long as i feel like the content is there i'm not going to shy away from doing a 20 minute video here and there sure and to be fair you haven't hit like a 30 minute video or an hour long anything Ooh, yet yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> sure which is a big difference between like 30 minutes and 20 minutes a lot of people are like no right. 20 minutes is long too but like i'm telling you watching a 20 minute video and a 30 minute video they're they're different they're different things entirely the, and the, one can be bearable and one can't <laughs> the only way i would end up doing like a 30 minute or an hour video is like if i was gonna do like a meme video about superman 64 and it just ended up being like this yeah. crazy fucking mess a special you're right basically. right and like i do big... plan on talking about superman 64 in the next couple months but i don't know if i want to make it a special or not but exactly right we'll see that's the that's the plan. content, exactly. But yeah, I'm, cool. I'm excited about the show. Uh, that's basically the big thing that I've been doing, um, trying to keep up with everything else that's that's going on. Um, I had this podcast that I talked about last time called Chicken Beer and More Whiskey. Um, uh, that that's probably going to be canceled. <laughs> Already, come on! I was so excited. About Did you this. watch it? No, but okay. <laughs> I could have. Okay. I remember getting hyped at the it, time. And that would have been that would have been fine. Um, so I'll tell you why it's gonna be canceled. First okay. episode came out, not particularly happy with it. I mean it's it's just fine, it's whatever. Um it's not something that I want to do every single week. Uh it was hard for me to to schedule the the recording for episode two, which has been recorded, but I have not been able to edit it even though it was supposed to come out Friday. It is currently Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still not 100% confident about this second episode. It, it's it's one of those moments where, like, I feel like both me and the co-host, we, we work together fairly well just because we've been friends for such a long time. But I don't think the content is there. I don't think it's... I, I don't think anybody would want to watch it. And then... Um, I get notification from the co-host saying that it was doing really well. The episode was doing really well. Last time I had seen it, it had like 10 views. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, Right, standard. Right. He was telling me it had 500 views. Whoa. And I was like, what? And right now it currently has almost 1,000. Wow. Really? I looked at the animals. What's the catch? What's the catch? Here it comes. I looked at the analytics. <laughs> Here it comes. And it was, somebody had paid for views. I don't mm. think it was the co-host because he sounded confused about this. But it was a friend of the co-host because he paid for views on one of my Speech and Games videos that was tangential to stuff that he had worked on in the past. 
I think we talked about it too on this podcast. Yeah, I think I think we have another one. Yeah. So I was like, that's not cool. <laughs> right. That's right. not cool. Uh, not at all. Not okay with that because what what ends up happening here is, and they're authentic views, right? So it's it's technically you know over almost a thousand a thousand views that are one hundred percent authentic. Sure, whatever. Here's the problem about those views. We're an English speaking podcast. We're getting views from like like uh, Venezuela and Bangladesh. <laughs> I, I'm sure they could understand everything we were saying. Uh, not only on, not only that, but when you look at the watch time, uh, or when you look at the audience retention, it's like they, every single view watched maybe a minute and a half of the video. Hmm. So that's pretty telling. It's a 30 minute podcast. So it's, yeah. So not only did that, you know. Not only does that screw up that video, it screws up the entire channel. Yeah, potential episodes, any new projects you want to do, further episodes. Like, it, 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 for it to happen early on, too, it just sets everything off on a wrong foot, basically. Yeah. And it's hard to to go forward with that, which sucks, because, like, from what you were telling me, like, I like the sound of the concept. <laughs> and to hear, like, it wasn't, like, a, a conflict of the host or... You know, all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. usually those are the issues, but to hear it came down to just, you know, paying for views and stuff like that really just. Well, and it was. It was leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? Like, it, it it's does. hard to get excited about it anymore after that. Yeah. And, and, and you need that for a new show. <laughs> absolutely. Not not only that, but I, I wasn't really particularly excited about the idea in the first place. I kind of did it because he's a friend of mine and he wanted to mm-hmm. do some kind of collab with me. Um, he originally wanted to own Zack Snyder Productions, and I was like, yeah, that's not going to... Maybe Savigi Games, if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, it just... Yeah, I just don't think it's it's going to be a thing that sticks around. I just don't have time for it either. Like, this Your right. Everyday Nerd thing, I really want to go forward with this and make it the thing that I am known for at the moment, and that is going to take a lot of time. Um, Plus, I think it, it's it's just hard in general to have a long, sustaining podcast and it not be your main focus, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to do something like what we do every week on top of our own stuff, right? If it was just yeah. if this if another YouTube podcast was mine and Zach's only creative output, and this is all we did every week. I'm sure this show would be like through the roof, amazing. We'd get like a ton of marketing on it. We'd like we'd probably do, do a like bunch two of research episodes a week or some shit. Like two episodes right. a week. Like we'd get more interviews and stuff like that. Like we'd be big news and like that would be cool and all. But like the reality is, like Zach's got stuff to do. I am swamped with college. I'll get to that later. Uh, things are happening from everywhere, and like podcasting isn't the only thing we like to do, which yeah. is what it comes down to. Which means we have to do a lot of other stuff. So. While we are able to do this podcast almost every week, it's because our expectations aren't exactly the highest to begin with, which is which is fine. And I think projects like this are allowed to exist and, and can work in that in that mind frame. But like, right. That being said, starting up new podcasts and doing things and keeping it consistent and not sure where it's going, like, can be very difficult for a lot of people to do. And it's it's a wonder that podcasts like this and the Nerdcast and hell even Movie Night. 
are still going right with all that in mind yeah <laughs> well and speaking of nerdcast i recently canceled that oh we, yeah we had briefly talked about it uh you and i and in, in private um mm-hmm. you had decided that it, you know you didn't really want to do it anymore just because it was too much you know too much mm-hmm. on the plane and stuff and i completely understood and that was another instance where i didn't feel like the content was there and I, it was because we had so many people working on it that the dynamics of the cast, like we talked about in the podcast episode, just I, I never felt like we would end up with consistent quality content every week. Sure. It would depend on the episode. It would depend on the topic. Mm-hmm. Who was there? What time you recorded it at? Like, you know, who kept the discussion on point or and maybe it was too on point. Like so many things can can get into that and introduce into it. And for as long running as that was, there only seemed to be more and more problems as we continued on. They didn't get ironed out. They didn't get like resolved. In fact, in a lot of cases, they just got worse. <laughs> frankly, yeah, exactly. So, and yeah. that might come back in the future. I don't know. I, I just for right now, I ended up uh, you know putting on like an indefinite hiatus. Um, and I did that with a couple of things. I mean, there was there's plenty of projects like other podcasts and stuff that I eventually want to do, but I was like, I'm just gonna put that on hold either till 2019 or you know past that until because it, one of my biggest problems has always been trying to do too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realized instead of trying to do everything now, there's no reason why I can't do everything later when I have the means and the resources to do that, um, my goal right now needs to be getting something out there that's really good and quality and like like your everyday nerd doing that every day for like a, like two years, right? Until it's like grown to a certain extent. And then and I, think it's, I can go do other stuff. And I think too, it's a lot more achievable because you were the only person mainly involved in that project. You do the filming, the editing, uh, the topics, the research, all this sort of stuff. And uh, as the saying goes, you get what you put into it, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And it's a lot harder to do that with two other people or even one other person, you could argue, just simply because, like, not everybody's on this, the same page with it, you know? Uh, hell, even with the Nerdcast as an example, there were people like me who wanted, like, a lot more out of it than we ended up getting. And there were people who just, like, wanted to have a fun Friday night Discord chat, and the podcast was just sort of a, a means of achieving that, yeah. right? And so everybody had these different goals and ideas and ambitions, and some people took it more seriously and less seriously and all this other stuff. And what you're left with is, like, 30 different people's pet project. <laughs> exactly. Right? And so for your everyday nerd, it's a lot simpler to be like, this is what I want. This is what I want to cover. This is how it's going to be shot. This is how it's going to be edited. And there's no arguing and there's no debating and there's no, maybe this day or that day, you just like, oh, I want to do it. And then I do it and then it's out and mm-hmm. then I move on. Right. Um, but that's the nature of like solo and group projects. It's podcasts. It's let's play stuff. It's, it's tough. And, and I had to do that. Like I said, when I wanted to make Blue Catch Productions niche and when school starting back up, I knew that I couldn't continue to do all this stuff again. So while it did suck to like stop a lot of stuff and quit a lot of stuff, um, the more and more I get into the semester, the more I realize that, yeah, that was the right call, 100%, because there's no way I could have continued doing 
half of that or, or even to the extent that I was doing, right? Like there had to be a point where I was self-aware enough to realize like this can't continue basically exactly. <laughs> as much as I really wanted it to, uh, it was out of my means and uh, it can be a very hard thing to do. And I respect you, you had had to do that recently. It, it's tough. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're even, I'm even trying to figure out what are we going to do with movie night, right? Like, we got to talk about right. that and figure out what's what's the goal with that. Because, again, it's still too much. It's still trying to do too much. Maybe we can still do movie night, but we got to talk about it. We got to figure out how we're going to, you know, make it consistent or consistent enough for it to still be worth our time and effort this early on. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. if we all focus more on our own individual projects... Maybe we could do movie night again in a year and it would be more successful because we've all worked on our own stuff. And we have a bigger fan base. Maybe. Right place, right time, you know. Right. Like where's everybody at, you know. But then again, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of movies that I'm going to be watching within the next year. So having that outlet of talking to it with you guys on that podcast in depth while also doing it on your everyday nerd would be dope. So it's it's a balance and it's trying to figure out what can be done about it. And um you know, it, it takes a takes a little while. I just saw that you put these old pictures of mine on the uh, on the Discord. <laughs> They're the only two. They're the only there. two that are on there? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so the first one says Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and the title of the post is Majora's Mask Box Art. <laughs> that makes no sense. And then the other one is just a Conker's Bad Fur Day box art, but with the C and the O capitalized. So it says C-O Onker Bad Fur Day box art. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you got one comment on the Conker one from really? TV26 back oh. in 2012. Yo, I knew that guy. Who says, uh, I like it. And you responded with, thank you, smiling emoji. And that was it. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was the extent of your deviant art that I found. So let's see here. Oh, here's the Majora's Mask one right here. I just found it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you just named the Ocarina one wrong. Uh, evidently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Fantastic. The Majora's Mask one's pretty good. I like the shading on that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you, you realize you're gonna have to leave a link to this now in the description. Yeah, I'll leave a link yeah. in there. Sure. Why, why the hell? Just so people can can see what we're looking at. It's not bad. It's just the camera that holds it back a little bit. Oh yeah, you can't yeah, really yeah. See it. Definitely. Fortunately, I was a very sheltered kid, so I never got into any kind of weird shit when I was younger. Like a lot of people do in art. <laughs> um, I didn't get into weird shit until I was older. Fortunately, that weird shit's still very uh, very vanilla. <laughs> it's it's Makes good. Sense. It's, it's a it's a good. It, it is a very good. good. Um, the the rest of my week on YouTube to wrap it up is trying to figure out lines on our gaming shit because I've been swamped with client work. I uh, got a new client, which is hype. Um, but I've been swamped with client work and your everyday nerd, and I'm trying to do streaming more, and so it's been hard to do everything. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> here we it's are. Still hard to do everything, so trying to figure that out. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Cool boys. Uh, my week <laughs> on YouTube. Gosh, <laughs> this segment's always like. I mean, from the start, like I really didn't have a whole lot to to talk about usually, but like. 
the more and more I've gotten into this semester, I'm like, oh gosh, what am I going to talk about? I have no idea. I've done nothing. I've done nothing. It's just sat there for let a me, while. Let me ask you a question then. Um, yeah, help, help, is, help lead me here. What is your... <laughs> I, I know that you have the niche stuff planned. Mm-hmm. What is your goal like for the rest of 2018? Because you got school shit and I know that's taking up a lot of your time. Are you just kind of right? Are you is it because school is taking up so much time? Are you just having to leave YouTube on the back burner for right now? That's that's kind of what's happening. I guess a little bit of context would help too. Um, Blue Catch Productions started at the end of high school, right? Mm. So a lot of the early day stuff was during summer vacation. You know, pretty good time to start a YouTube channel. A lot of people do that. Especially if you're in school, I'm going to start my YouTube in the summer and then try to work on it during the fall. And um, that's what I did for the first two years of college. Now, keep in mind, it was a smaller school that I went to then, and it was a lot of basic education classes. So your sciences, your math, your general ed stuff, basically. Right. And so, and I, and I was also, I didn't live on campus either. It was just like a one hour or 30 minute drive even from the campus to back to my house, from the campus back to my house. So what ended up happening is because school wasn't really that difficult or straining or I wasn't doing a whole lot of like really intense stuff. I still had like plenty of time for YouTube, right? I still had plenty of time to do all my different kinds of videos. I still had plenty of time to do streams. There were a couple occasions where I probably turned in a paper late and I shouldn't have or didn't study for a test and then bombed it. But for the most part, like school was easy and therefore YouTube, I could focus on more. And that happened for the first two years of essentially college, basically. And now I'm in my third year, right? Mm. And now things are a bit different. I'm not at home anymore. Uh, A lot of my equipment is here with me in this dorm. There's still some of it like at the house, right? Like I don't have as much room as I have. I have a roommate. The classes are a lot harder. There's a lot more like things taking up my time and focus and you know, working on the NBL and watching everybody's stuff. And I think I think part of it too was I'm still kind of transitioning a little bit from that funk that I had earlier in the year and earlier like a couple of months ago where like I wasn't inspired, I didn't have a lot going on, there wasn't a project that I was really excited about making or anything. So when school came along and it took up most of my time and like I still didn't have any inspiration for anything, it was just like, cool, all right, I can just transition to this, fine. Right. Um, that being said, like it does suck to know that the last video I posted was two months ago and then I have a backlog of NBL videos that I could upload. I have a backlog of content I could upload. Um, I have an update video I could have made. I'm still doing Lions Honor Gaming stuff with you guys. I'm still doing this podcast every week. I'm still trying to get movie night going. Like, clearly I'm not down and out at all. I'm still right, doing right, all this stuff like every week. Um, but it's been harder and harder to put time into the main channel, um, both from a motivation standpoint and from like a time standpoint too. And just physically have not had a lot of free moments to do that when I have stuff to do or I sleep or I need to eat or, or, or whatever, right? So... I, I don't know. It's It's been kind of a rough patch, to say the least. But, like, that didn't start with college. That started much earlier. You know 2018 has not been a great year in general for me either. So it's, like, right. part of the course. That makes but sense. It, it's a lot of factors, honestly. Mainly, they come down to me more than anything, 
right? You can't really blame anyone else but yourself. <laughs> but uh, it happens. I mean, it, it, it definitely it happens, happens, right? Um, for sure. I think. I think the biggest thing for you right now is to like, you know, finish the transition. I know the transition in college is difficult for a lot of people. Um, you're moving away from home, and you got. You know, you got the different classes and stuff. You have to make your own schedule, which for some people is easy. Some people it isn't easy. Um, but then on the other hand, once you get that transition going good, um, you'll find you have significantly more time in high in college than you had in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're just like taking classes and you're not... Um, you're not in any kind of like extracurricular activities or depending on what kind of extracurricular activities you're in. Um, Cause I know I was a music major and we had an enormous amount of shit going on. Um, it <laughs> all was the time. fucking ridiculous. I, it, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. All the time. Uh, but then on the other hand, because of my being able to make my own schedule, I still found myself when I was prioritizing YouTube, I found myself making more videos than I did in high school. Um, so part of it, like I said, is just getting that transition out of the way. Part of it is figuring out your schedule. Um, and then the last part is prioritization, right? Like that, that, that would be the, the last step there. Um, and then, you know, making sure that you're making the type of videos that you want to make and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked about Mm -hmm. that on the podcast. Sure. And and like I have been a little bit more inspired to make stuff, especially with seeing like your everyday nerd finally coming out and with seeing like Kyle making stuff and other people making stuff and Parker like DMing me wanting to do like a Let's Play series and all that sort of stuff. Like I've never stopped making things, you know, far from right. it. I still get those urges all the time. It's just like I gotta I gotta find a way to like take some of that time and take some of that energy and really put it in something that I'm really passionate about. And like, I have gotten an idea for a video like in the past couple of days that I thought would be really cool. Um, it's just a, a matter of like, how can I film it and how can I get it done? Basically. Like I have an idea right. for a video now and that's cool. I've even written notes for it, which I never do. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, how can I form it into, into something tangible for people to watch? I don't know. But that's me. Oh, I guess I should mention, too, uh, that Smash Club has been going really well, actually. I've gone every Thursday now. A lot of great people there, honestly. I've made a good bit of uh, friends there and have showed up several times. Doesn't I've do not it. done well in any, <laughs> in any of the tournaments. Uh, more and more, I'm realizing I'm pretty bad at Smash 4. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm getting better and better at Melee <laughs> each time I go. So I'm, I'm getting a little, a little bit better at that game than I was earlier. So that's that's really dope, actually. I'm actually learning stuff in that game. How sort much of going hype down are you for, uh, for Ultimate? I'm still really hyped for Ultimate. I Same. can't wait for that game. I'm, I'm still going to pre-order it when yeah. I get the money. Me too. Basically. Be a day one purchase, my guy. Hell yeah. Be hype. Be a hype boy. But, uh... Definitely. It's about... It's about it, I think. Sweet. Well, yeah. Now that we've done everybody's favorite segment... You know what time it is. Time to quit the podcast. Glad yeah, you enjoyed it. Uh, we decided we don't want to talk about SEO. We got it in DMs. It was like, eh, this <laughs> sounds like a boring topic. Let's not. No, I'm just kidding. We're, yeah. we're, we're ready. I think we're ready. 
Are you guys ready? Finally ready. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Okay. <laughs> so SEO. Do you know what SEO stands for? I do, actually. Uh, stands for Search Engine Optimization, basically. That's inaccurate. It stands for Soggy Erection Optimization. <laughs> okay, you kept the optimization. Like, that word can stay. <laughs> but the other two, they need some changes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, search engine I wish that was what it was. I wish it was, too. It sounds more yeah. and more enjoyable. Um, not, to talk actually, about it sure. doesn't sound enjoyable at all. At least interesting. Interesting. Like, what caused sure. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, search engine and optimization uh, used to mainly apply to websites back in the web 1.0 days before YouTube and social media and all that good shit. Um, and basically uh, what, what that means is you have a website, you want to get seen on search engines like Google and the rest of them don't matter. So Google. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so what people would do, what web developers would have to learn is SEO and they would have to figure out ways to get their website ranked uh, it really well in search engines. So if you have a website about dogs and you wanted to get Sally's blue dogs on the front page of Google, when somebody types in the word dog, they would have to make sure they have the right amount of keywords and the right amount of content and all these different things in the back end of their website, things that aren't necessarily being seen in front of everybody when they go to that website, so that when somebody like Aiden types in the word dog on Google, Sally's blue dog shows the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's basically, it, basically, it's like having the intention for your stuff to get seen by any sort of search engine. You're making it more friendly toward that. Um, you're working in the background. You're dealing with things that most people like don't care about or don't notice in an attempt to get it seen by more people and to rank higher up. And by rank, like we mean like further up in the page. So like page one and not like page 24, <laughs> basically. Right. If your website's on page 24 of Google, it's going to be a lot harder to get visitors and traffic because, like, people don't go that far. They typically see the first thing that shows up and they click on it, right? Mm -hmm. And given that behavior and given how people use the internet and how people use things like Google, it's important to be high up there. It's important to be ranked highly so that when people search up that, you're the first thing that comes to their mind. You're the first thing that shows up and they're more likely to, like, watch your stuff and really... uh, even add a bit of credibility too. Some people think like the higher you're up, the more credible you are, or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. That's not true. At Which isn't all, true, but, but it looks like it's true. People believe it. Yeah, exactly. People believe it. So, what the fuck does this have to do with YouTube? Well, I'll tell you. Basically, YouTube is the the second biggest search engine on on the internet. Um, the first being Google, which owns YouTube. Um, right. So when people are looking for something, they're going to go to Google first. And then if they need a video for anything, like 99.9% chance they're going to go to to YouTube to look for that video. So that means that if you want to get ahead of the, the crowd, basically, you need to have your videos, no matter where, how many subscribers you have, 
no matter how many views the video has or anything like that, you want to get your video seen. That's, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? That's why we create the things we create on YouTube. Uh, and the, the biggest way to get those videos seen besides marketing, which we have an episode on, is to make sure that you have that SEO properly done so that you can get... So if you have a video about how to make a tie or how to tie a tie, the first thing that pops up is your video or your, at least your video is on the first page. That's, that's mm-hmm. your goal with every video you have is to try right. to have them on the first page for certain keywords that people look up. And I think a lot of average people can confuse like good SEO with like clickbait sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The people are like, oh, SEO, it's how like you get your stuff seen so people click on it, right? And that's not necessarily the, the same thing at all. Like having a clickable thumbnail and a clickable title can help your SEO, right? But it doesn't necessarily have to do with the same thing. What we're talking about in a YouTube sense is things like tags and things like titles and being sure that it's up on the front page and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And then if you have the clickable thumbnail and you have the the title and everything, then people, to me, it's like a two part thing. Like the SEO can get it in front of you, but the video and everything else about it has to also be good enough for people to click on it, right? SEO is going to put it in the ballpark, but not necessarily will it be a home run. It it depends, right? It's a two part thing. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, pretty much what you're saying video is not necessarily going to do well if you have good seo just like a video is not necessarily going to do bad if you don't have good seo um youtube's still weird where the youtube algorithm will favor you know specific things for certain you know certain factors uh and we've talked about a lot of these different things in different episodes but what this episode of another youtube podcast is going to focus on is how the seo will allow you to potentially get your video seen in more pe- from in front of more people. Mm-hmm. So, I know I know back in the day too more important than like SEO and clickbait and all this other stuff back in like early days of YouTube was that good old like share button, like getting it shared to mm-hmm. like all your friends and all your family and sharing it to other people because like Rather than having to rely on YouTube and the search engine, you could just be like, cool, I'm going to share it to like 30 different people or whatever and get it spread around that way. And then you would get your quote unquote viral videos and stuff like that. And there still are viral videos that don't have like really great SEO that like show up every once in a while that do extremely well. But by and large, we've seen more of a shift toward more SEO and less more the, the sharing Reddit marketing stuff i i feel like more people know more about seo than they did way back 10 years ago and and more people definitely rely on it today uh, than they did 10 years ago i I feel like yes more people know about it but there's still not as many people doing it as you would hope they're doing it um i mean if you're a big channel chances are you're not doing the seo as much just because you're you've already gotten to that size, um, so your your videos already kind of come up when people are searching for certain things um, on that front page. But if you're a smaller channel and you have good SEO, you can outrank those big videos. Right. 
So it's it's a weird checks and balance thing. Um, but yeah, more people definitely know about SEO, but not as many people are taking advantage of it as they sh- as they should. Yeah, that that's probably safe to say. <laughs> anything like anything like SEO that requires as much work as it does typically is not going to get utilized by the most uh, people. Partially because it's like it's not a very um, it's not a very like user friendly thing a lot of the time. Right. You sort of have to kind of figure it out yourself and do research and see what other people do and what's good SEO like sometimes isn't for other things. Like it can get very confusing for a lot of people and I understand oh, yeah, for that sure. <laughs> wholeheartedly. So we're going to try to do a little bit of a demystifying in this episode as well. Um, but now that we've kind of laid the groundwork for all of it, you kind of know what it is and why it's important for YouTube and how it can help with marketing or maybe, you know, stand apart from it. Who knows? Uh, let's just get into specifics. Yeah. So, first thing about SEO that you got to know, it's all about that title. Mm. Title is big. Yeah. Um, now, again, YouTube plays really weird things in its algorithm. Um, it, there's there's two sides to, to getting people to watch your videos. The first side is the SEO. The other side is the kind of like emotional human responses. You want humans to click on your videos, but you also want them to rank well in search engine optimization. And you know, you want the robot to like you too. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it, it, you have to you have to play towards both. You have to see what right. works well towards your specific content as well. For certain people, SEO is going to do significantly better than emotional responses would in a title. If you're a tutorial channel then you make a shit ton of tutorials and you try to get them all good in the SEO so you can get more people to see them more often. But if you're like a, uh, a reaction-based channel, then you might not care as much about the SEO because you just need people to see it. That's where sharing is coming into place. So again, it, it depends. But in this case... We're going to be mainly focusing on the SEO portion of it. So I think it's, go ahead. I think it's still important to learn too, no matter what side of the coin you fall on. Really, like knowing some of the stuff is is beneficial to everybody. <laughs> I agree. So, hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, it's just I've seen I've seen both work out as a strength for not only myself but for other people. Um, certain videos I've named with like this kind of clickbaity title with zero SEO and it does well. Meanwhile, other videos, I have really good SEO. Um, so it, it just it just depends. It really just depends. For sure. But the title. It's all about that title. The first thing that anybody is going to see is your title and your thumbnail. Um, and so you kind of got to have people want to click on it, right? And this is... This is where clickbait comes into place. But you shouldn't be using clickbait because clickbait is bad. And here's what I mean. There's a difference between a video being clickworthy and clickbait. Basically, sure. a clickbait video is you, you name a video, um, you name a video, big boobs, OMG, and then there ain't no big boobs in the video. That's a clickbait video. 
if I ever did see one right there. And mm-hmm. back in the like <laughs> 2007 era of YouTube, there used to be so much of that. But if you deliver on that pro- that promise, and there are big boobs, OMG, in that video, then that's a click-worthy video. No, not right. That, that video is going to do well on YouTube anymore because you know, my you know demonetized and all that kind of shit. It's twenty eighteen. Maybe not. Maybe not. the The point is, is that a lot of people will be like, "Don't make your videos clickbait," and that's true. Don't make them clickbaity. They do need to be click worthy. That's important. Right. Right. And people will sometimes be like. Oh, clickbait is just like any form of, of marketing and making your video look good. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. <laughs> a lot of that stuff is necessary, even, to have in your video. Um, you still do have to try with the title and the thumbnail and making it clickable and being sure you have a very appeasing video to, like, the algorithm and to people, you know, passing by and seeing it, right? Otherwise, like, it's not going to get seen. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to put some effort into it and not, like, waste your time. But you don't want to go, like over the top and deceive people and like throw them under a loop and be like hey click on this video to make five hundred thousand dollars today if you watch all 30 minutes of it like (laughs) you know stuff like that exactly and people will do that and that's that's what we're talking about not doing right um it's ridiculous how many people do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but i would say first and foremost when it comes to the title, you want to make it readable. I see a lot of people, especially just starting out, they'll they'll have their video in their computer as a certain file name. Then they'll upload it. And I'll just use Let's Plays because it's the most common form of, like, bad titling I've ever seen on YouTube. They'll just be they're like... Pretty, they're pretty awful. <laughs> it'll just be like... I'm playing Mega Man right now. So it'll just be like Mega Man 2 Part 1. And that's it. Low, oh, lowercase. That's it. <laughs> Why would I want to click on that video? <laughs> exactly. Maybe if it was 2008 and it was the only Mega Man 2 video out there and you're like, had to suck it up. And we're like, oh, okay. Maybe. Um, but in this day and age when I type in, <laughs> I'm going I'm to just try actually. Mega Man <laughs> 2 part 1. How many things show up, I wonder? Oh, boy. This is too much. <laughs> Way too much. The first video is uh, the Game Grumps playthrough of it, and it's titled Mega Man 2 Death by Bubble Part 1 Game Grumps, and it's at a million views Yeah, at the moment. I but watched like, that series recently. <laughs> it's a pretty it's good series. Pretty good. still pretty good. Yeah. But... The, the, There's so many results is what I'm getting at. Like, There's no way on Earth you're going to be able to stand out with lowercase Mega Man 2 Part 1. And even then, I'm still saying videos titled that. But you know what? Everyone I've seen so far is from nine years ago, yep. ten years ago, seven years ago. Any modern Mega Man 2 video I've seen has a better title, usually. Yep. <laughs> so. That sounds about right. It's it's pretty crazy how many people do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's that's kind of the first thing, right? Make sure it's a readable title. Make sure it makes sense. Too many people don't focus on that. And then the next thing is make sure that somebody would want to click on it. Again, not clickbait, but make it clickworthy. If it's a Mega Man 2 Let's Play, 
have the title of the video have something to do with whatever you did in the video, but also be interesting. Um, in that instance, the Game Grumps video was something about bubbles because they fought Bubble Man in that video. Which also is kind of like tip number three or four, whatever I'm going on here, which really <laughs> helps is uh, having something to do with the video and the title that's not just clickable, but also SEO friendly. And what that means is if it's a Mega Man 2 video. So having Mega Man 2 in the title is super important. Right, right obviously. Don't leave that out. There's some people who do, and you're hurting yourself, usually. Exactly. People need to know what they're looking for. They need to know that that's a Mega Man 2 video. I want to click on that. If it's a Let's Play, you can put Let's Play in there. That might help it. I, I don't... In this case, just because we're talking about SEO, let's just say it's a Let's Play. So put Let's Play in the title. That's important, mm -hmm. right? Um... Or if it's a walkthrough, you could put walkthrough, you could put gameplay, you could put any of those kinds of numbers. That is going to like tell people, this is what you're going to be getting for this video. It's not a Mega Man 2 trailer. It's not a Mega Man 2 challenge. It's, it's a gameplay or it's a let's play or whatever it is. And mm -hmm. then if you're fighting the, the boss on the game Bubble Man... And put Bubble Man in the title. And then you can make some kind of like funny thing with it as well in the title. But that's just going to up that SEO even more. If somebody's looking for how to beat Bubble Man, they're going to see that in the title. And be like, oh, okay, cool. I know that this video might help me. Sure. If, that, if that's what you're looking for. If it's more of an informative one, obviously leaning more toward an informative leaning in your title can help you out. Whereas this Game Grump sort of one is more like Death by Bubble like. And to me, that implies more of a comedic tone. So you kind of know what you're getting before you even click on the video. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hmm, definitely. Mega Man 2 playthrough, Death by Bubble. This must be kind of a funnier leaning video. And like that, that's helpful, especially if you're scrolling down and you see like 80,000 Mega Man 2 playthroughs like, hmm, this looks funny. This looks interesting. Why not? Mm -hmm. Sure. I'll click on this. And then you get sucked into the next one and the next one. <laughs> and right. then they got you hooked from there. So. Um, dissecting this title a bit in particular, just to like see all the different aspects of it. I've, I'm going to copy paste this into the discord just so you can see like how it, how it's looking and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have Mega Man 2, obviously. And if you're a Let's Play type channel, mentioning the game's title is important. We brought that up. Then you have like the death by bubble thing. This is typically like the unique part of the title. The thing that's going to be different from... My Mega Man 2 Let's Play to like the Game Grumps or Zax or anyone else's is that little three or four word title in there, basically. Right. Um, and then you get into parts. A lot of people do this different ways. Some people will just have the number and like a pound sign. Others will have episode one, uh, part one. Some will put in parentheses, some won't. But this really is just convenience. Basically, why put this in the title so that people who are trying to look through the series can find which part they want and go from there, right? And um, I, would you would you recommend putting the part in like the tags or or not? Because I've heard conflicting things about that, so I wanted to ask you, I guess. My thing is, we'll get the tags more in depth. I I don't think anybody's going to be looking up a part to an episode. Okay. I don't think anybody's gonna right. I don't think anybody's gonna look up Mega Man Two Part Twenty Five, right? 
Like, I, I don't. Think so it is more of the convenience then, right? I think it's convenience in the sake of if I was watching uh, a TV show on Netflix, having episode three right there in front of me lets me know which episode I'm watching. Fair enough. That's how. I and then last, it, yeah. last but not least, we have like the channel itself, like Game Grumps, basically, and. Right. Again, not everybody does this. Um, some people just leave it at like the first three things and then move on. I think for branding, it's kind of smart to put like your channel name in there. I know uh, the Beer Bros do that as well, where they have their channel name on there. I know Couch Fighters does that. Um, maybe if it's like a particular kind of Let's Play series, some people will put that here instead of their YouTube name. It's not necessary per se, but it can go a long way to sort of helping establishing a bit of a brand there and for every game grumps video to end with four game grumps like again kind of convenient to know if you didn't see by the thumbnail or if you didn't see by the icon to just look at the title and be like oh it's a game grumps video cool let's move on not 100 percent necessary but but interesting so just by this title alone we have like four different elements in there that all have to uh look nice <laughs> Uh, have to be convenient, have to be clickable, and have to be structured in a way that prioritizes one thing over the other. So this one prioritizes the game, the unique title itself, the part, and then the brand. And, and that's that's another art in and of itself. But it, it goes to show you the whole point that I'm getting at with this is like, titles can be pretty complex, and especially if you want to go in and break down each little element of it. And it is not universal. <laughs> People not. have many, many different ways even with Let's Plays, uh, to show off <laughs> to show off how they do their titles. So, like, right. if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you should. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's kind of weird. Um, you have to you have to figure out what's going to work for you. But I think the most important there is, especially with like series, whether it's a Let's Play or a tutorial series or a vlog series or your everyday nerd, whatever it may be, you got to have some consistency within those titles. Right. So, if, so, go ahead. Once you have a format, stick to it. Exactly. Basically. So, in this case, they have Mega Man 2 first in the title. If the next episode had Mega Man 2 last in the title, that would be really weird. That'd be super weird. Um, and it would just, I mean, it, it wouldn't turn me off from viewing them because I like the game Grumps and I'd want to watch the series, but it would also, it, it would just be super bizarre and there's no sense for it. Mm hmm. I agree. Yeah. But that's... I feel like that's pretty much titles in a nutshell. Um, uh, unless you have anything else mm, to add to it. I mean... Yeah, a, a couple of things. Um, capitalization's important. <laughs> you <yeah>. know? <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot of people either like go overboard and have everything caps or do what you do mentioned earlier and have everything in lowercase and obviously like it's it's not one way or the other it's sort of like an in-between right all your right. first each word should be capitalized obviously if you can um if it's an important thing and something that you want it to stick out having it capitalized is helpful the fact that part in this title is capitalized typically that's what most people are going to look for after the series is out so it being capitalized, the whole thing kind of attracts your attention to it. Um, just looking at my recommended, there is a uh, just a GameSack episode on there titled The Best and the Worst. 
and both best and worst are capitalized because that's sort of the focus and that's sort of what draws you in. Or if you're doing a challenge video, having the word challenge, like, you know, fully capitalized can attract some attention to it. So mm-hmm. knowing when and when not to capitalize, knowing when not to go overboard, uh, knowing not to have everything lowercase, you know, stuff like that. Good grammar can go a long way as well. Having things like dashes and colons and making sure your things are properly spelled. Yeah, don't misspell <laughs> things. Get up as well. That's um, super important. <laughs> but that should be common knowledge, hopefully. But if you didn't, throw it out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know a lot of people... I, I, I see a lot of people kind of use social media as their, their gateway to making titles. Uh, so, you know... Look at the way that people analyze the way people talk on Twitter, right? Like, see how, notice the nuances in, and probably you just, you don't even have to do this. You can just think about the way you would talk to a friend or something. Um, you can capitalize all capitalized certain words in the title of a video to make it more appealing. Um, I've talked about the channel Front Page Tech before because I'm kind of using their show as a basis of your everyday nerd but uh their titles in particular are super on the nose about trying to get an emotional response out of people uh between their titles and their thumbnails and there's some seo things there they talk about the iphone like they put the iphone inside the title they talk about the google pixel they put that in the title that's important but like there's this one video called uh, Google is trolling us about the Pixel 3 XL and the word trolling is in all caps. And so that that's just like one of those things that's like, oh, that would make me want to click on it. It's like edging clickbait, but again, it makes it click, click worthy instead. Um, right. It's basically journalism. <laughs> in a nutshell. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at newspaper titles and look at, you know, figure out how you can do that kind of thing while also making quality content and not being scummy. And you'll be good. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to mention, too, is um, I think a lot of people can accidentally sort of have a title that's too long. Mm-hmm. And, like, what do you mean by that? I mean, like... Of course, no title is too long. I think it, it can be, I especially. Right. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people have a really bad habit of making a title that takes, like, all of the 100 characters. How, how much is the limit? Like, 120, I think, or something? something? Like that, yeah. And we'll use every character. And, like, that's fine. But the thing is, no one's going to see that full title. Not on the recommended right. sidebar. Not on the channel, not when you share it on Twitter, not when you, like, it always gets cut cut off in unique ways. And people will think, oh, I have a longer title, they'll read all of it. Not necessarily the case. A lot of people just scan, like, two or three words, or more accurately, just look at the thumbnail and click. You don't need a title that's, like, a novel long, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of words is fine, basically. If, if your title is only, like, two or three words, that's cool, man. You do you. In fact, with people's attention span, that might be for the best. Um, but don't go too long with it either. Um, that that's sort of a bad habit that kind of needs to go away. And it, it's hard, especially in Let's Plays, because you have so much information you need to convey in the title. Surely do. Um, but organizing it out and giving priority and sort of splitting things up by like colons and dashes 
makes it look a bit more presentable than it would be if you like bunched up all that information together and didn't have any spaces and stuff like that like make it look visibly pretty all right um i'm not talking like calligraphy or anything but like definitely readable for sure like that mentioned yeah i mean if you look at mobile like on the mobile app which mind you i think it's like 60 percent of people watch youtube on mobile it might be more than that uh a lot of people watch youtube on mobile mainly um so when people are looking at titles and stuff especially with just like the search results not not even not talking about the subscription fee which is a little bit easier to read but in the search results it's even worse you have less characters that are being shown so definitely you you need to be aware of what's the most important thing that the audience needs to see Mm -hmm. at the very beginning um uh, game grumps for instance because we were talking about them they have Game Grumps in the title of every single video, but they have it at the very end. So even if that gets cut off in the title on any kind of thing, it doesn't matter because people won't necessarily have to see it there, right? And it usually does, by the way. Just, it does. <laughs> just, scrolling, it does. just scrolling through this. Yeah. Um, sometimes even the part gets cut off mm-hmm. again, which is fine for most people. What you want to make sure is visible to most people is your own like unique title right the thing that stands your video out from others and the game exactly right and as long as those two things are like visibly there the rest of it can be on the title and and be cut off a little bit in fact um i do a little something different where i have my unique title be the first thing that shows up this is something that that i learned and that we've talked about a little bit on this podcast rather than having like mario odyssey the title episode five whatever it's the unique title then mario odyssey then episode five right Mm. so even i'm at this point using sort of the unique titles the frontline center thing and then having the game be second i I think can can get more people interested in it rather than like having a title that's let's play shovel knight then the then the thing that actually makes it different and unique right um and I know other people who do that as well. And that's that's a valid strategy, I think, especially if you're new and starting out and you got to find ways to get your Let's Play to stand out from the 30 billion other ones. Maybe try that out. Who knows? Yeah. I think I got that from uh, Markiplier, actually. He, yeah. he does that a lot. And so I ended up doing the exact same thing, having the, the unique title first, because that's what people are, you know, people want to know what they're watching. You know, they want to know what game they're playing. Or that you're playing, but you gotta have you gotta have them click on it. It's gotta be interesting mm. enough. And I so. did that for all my videos. So monthly battle league uh, questions on the couch, even blue couch productions now. All of them have their series name at the very end, and all of them have your unique titles at the front. Basically, the only one that didn't follow that entirely is blue couch streams and. It's small enough and it's harmless enough that I just leave it as be. But for all the newer stuff, usually it's the unique title, the part, if there is one, and then like the series that it's involved in. So Midnight Vlogs, Questions on the Couch, Blue Couch Productions, Smoky Battle League, etc. So, yeah. yeah. You can go into titles as long as you want. Maybe we could have an episode on it. I don't <laughs> know. Point is, there's a lot to it, basically. Um, they're important. They're definitely They're important. very important. And there's definitely a balance between making it convenient and easy to read and clickable, <laughs> right? And um, 
getting in between the two can be tough. Definitely. I agree. Uh, but the next thing that goes hand in hand with titles is the thumbnail. And this is one of those things that doesn't really have to do with SEO as much as it just has to do with the with going hand in hand with the title. Mm-hmm. So we now have analytics that show us the click-through rate of, of, of thumbnails, which is really nice. And basically what that means is click-through rate is how many people saw your videos and how many people clicked on them. All right. So usually this is going to be a small percentage in general. So if you go into your analytics, it's the like new version of the Creator Studio, and you see, oh, no, nobody's clicking on my videos. It's like a 2% rate. 6% is really good. 6 to 10% is really good. You can't really have more than 10%. Apparently, it's impossible to have more than 10% of, a, of click-through rate just because y- the way that YouTube recommends videos to people, it recommends them to all kinds of people. So first, it'll recommend them to the type of people that will definitely watch your videos. So if you're a Let's Play channel, it's going to recommend people that watch Let's Plays all the time. And then it'll start recommending your Let's Plays to people that watch game reviewers a lot. And then it'll start recommending them to people that watch game trailers. And then it'll start getting wacky and it'll be like, oh, well, everybody's watching this channel. And this is when you get in like the million subscriber range or something like that. Be like, oh, everybody's watching this channel. Let's recommend them to vloggers. And <laughs> let's recommend them to like, you know, all these different outside of the things. So like your impressions or how many people YouTube's showing your videos to is actually quite large. Um, it's amazing how many people are actually seeing your your thumbnails on a regular basis. Um, you'll you'll be surprised if you look into that. That <laughs> YouTube's sharing your content way more than you thought they were. It, it, For sure. You got to do a better job about making sure those titles and those thumbnails and delivering, you know, the quality content in the first place is, is something that those people are going to want to see. Exactly. 100%. So, like I said, there's, there's these impressions that people are seeing. And then there's the click-through rate, which is how many people saw the thumbnail and clicked on it. And you want to try to get that click-through rate as high as possible. Um, and the way you do that is by having really good titles, which we've talked about, and really good thumbnails as well. Mm-hmm. And to me, I guess I'll ask what your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. To me, like thumbnails are a lot more uh, subjective than titles are, personally. I don't know if you feel that way. Um, but from my noticing it, like, titles are a lot more uniform and a lot more similar to each other than thumbnails are, IMO. Because uh, thumbnails, to me, can vary wildly uh, between channels, between genres, between topics, from person to person, even. Like, there's a lot of artistic value that can kind of go into making a thumbnail, and we all have our different styles and approaches and all that sort of stuff. And true, while that can be said for titles... Um, I feel like titles have gotten a little bit more standardized and a little bit more like, okay, everybody kind of knows what they're doing when they're making a title. And you could argue the same for thumbnails. It's just, to me, I think it's a little bit more gray area-ish 
as far as like what's a really good YouTube thumbnail? Because it depends on like the type of stuff you're making and who your audience is. I, I think there's, I think to a certain extent, it's definitely more subjective. Uh, I mean, it's art, right? Thumbnail, right. thumbnails are art, just like the videos are, right? A title is more of lying along the lines of naming that art. What are you going to, you know, what are you going to name the Mona Lisa, right? Um, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if there was any thought behind that or if it was just, well, I mean, her name's Mona Lisa, actually. That's some really good uh, SEO right there. <laughs> So, good job. Um, fuck, was that Leonardo da Vinci? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. I was like, fuck. Don't stress. All right. No, I, I was actually talking about the new Little Wayne song featuring Kendrick Lamar uh, and Mona Lisa, which is actually really good. I see. <laughs> um, Makes sense. Anyways, uh, thumbnails are, are definitely more subjective because of the art part of it. However, it's not like you can't get better at them and make more objectively good thumbnails through learning things like typography, which is just like the different fonts that you use and what's going to look better. Learning things like color uh, color theory, like which colors go well to, with each other, uh, that kind of stuff. A lot of these things like nobody, like very few people think of it on YouTube. But if you take the time to like even research just a little bit, even just going on Google and being like, what color goes well with blue? Like you'll you'll find that your thumbnails will start looking just a little bit better. Um, and so I, I think that like having a bit of an artistic background or getting into what makes good art good art will make your thumbnails objectively better at the end of the day. There's definitely a skill to it, I think. Like, you can you can tell my early thumbnails from my newer ones, and same, same for you as well. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. There's obviously, there's obviously a growth to it. I guess what I was referring to is a lot of people make a lot of really good thumbnails out there, especially the bigger channels, and it's hard for me to, like, say, quote-unquote, this thumbnail is better than that one. Because it fits two different purposes, right? Um, it's fitting two different audiences and coming at two different times in YouTube's history. And thumbnails back then are a little bit more different than they are now. People who are who are skilled and know what they're doing, you typically get a lot of more uh, variable thumbnails out there. At least more than you would titles. So I guess that was the point I was trying to make there. The other thing... I wanted to ask you this. Do you know your complementary colors? How many do you know exactly? My complementary colors? Not off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Not off the top of my head. Not, not a single one? No, I, I don't remember. Like, I remember, what is it? Primary is, like, what? Red, blue, and yellow? Correct. And then it's, <laughs> so it'd be green, purple, and orange, right? Those are your, um, your secondary ones. Secondary, and then, and then tertiary, and... Tertiary, right. Okay. But I mean, like, complementary is like... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, which the two color colors complement each other. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you know that. my head. Not really, no. I usually... So the only two that shit. come to mind immediately is uh, blue and orange. Mainly because, like, the sequelitis on Castlevania basically taught me that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thank Igor after for that one. Um, but orange is blue's complement, basically. And then the other one I know off the top of my head is uh, red and green. Okay. So if you put like red over green, you get a little bit more uh, 
complimentary stuff there. Those only two I know off the top of my head, but I know there's a lot more on there as well. Yeah, so. definitely. Stuff like that, though. You know, and knowing your, your color wheel and what goes well. Exactly. There's all sorts of different color relationships, too, like analogous, and you're getting, like, different shades of a similar color or, like, split complementary or triads like you brought up where it's just like three colors that kind of form a little triangle on the color well all this weird kind of like sciencey artsy (laughs) stuff that you could probably learn in an actual class as opposed to a youtube podcast um there's definitely a skill that goes into it though for sure you kind of need to know what you're doing and you kind of need to know what's visually pleasing and how to take advantage of the size 1280 by 720 i know that (laughs) because i've done youtube thumbnails for so long I'm not sure it's really applicable to other things as much um, as outside of YouTube, really. I could be wrong there, but... Yeah. I mean... Uh. <laughs> I, I will say... Um, I will say that the reason you can, you can argue that most big channels will have objectively better thumbnails is because usually they they stop making their own thumbnails and they hire artists to do it. That's true. Yeah. So you end up, you know, you end up with the, a lot more people that have this background in art doing the thumbnails for them. And that's really cool because we didn't used to see that in the early days of YouTube. That's just sort of a newer thing that's come around mm-hmm. of like people who will actually like work for you and get thumbnails done if you were to pay them and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. uh, their service is definitely helpful, especially with how important thumbnails have gotten over the years. Um, thumbnails to me, if you're if you're scrolling through a video, before you read the title, before you see what channel it is, before you like get into the nitty-gritty details of what the video is about, I would bet nine times out of ten you look at the thumbnail first. Right? Oh yeah, for We're visually oriented. That's how our brain is wired. That's where we go to. Oh hey, pretty picture. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're going. Before anything else. That's usually the first impression. That's the first impression in the video. If if this is the first video you've seen from a particular channel, it can be a first impression on their channel, on their brand, right? It can turn you off to channels for a long period of time. Um, it can make you like them even more early on. Like, thumbnails are pretty powerful things when you really come down to it. And so I've always tried to get a little bit better myself about, like, I'm going to make this both visually pleasing and, like, also have a little bit of a brand behind it as well because that's something i had to learn as i went on because like oh thumbnail just post a picture of what the video is about right that's what you think right but like i also need it to be a blue couch productions thumbnail meaning if people were scrolling through and were looking at videos about the same topic how would they know that it was a blue couch productions video and huh. I, I tried doing that a lot of different ways through text, through the like Hawaii background aesthetic, through color, um, through the layout, all that sort of stuff, just to try and um, stand out from the crowd. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, I've constantly like rebranded my thumbnails over the years because um, you got to you got to keep in mind used to before twenty eleven uh, or before twenty twelve. You couldn't make your own thumbnails; they were just you automatic. Just pick from a video. Yeah. yeah. And so, if you did let's plays, <laughs> you're just boy. getting a screenshot from the game, which back in 2011 was fine. Like that was what people expected. But you know, after the 2012 
you know, everybody could be a partner thing. Everybody had the opportunity to do custom thumbnails. And, uh, and they didn't take that away, thankfully, when they rolled back on some of that stuff. That would be that would be wrong. <laughs> right. That like, that suck. was an improvement for everybody. Yeah. I'm glad they kept it. That would keep more people off of YouTube, I think. So If they got rid of it, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Thumbnails any, are like, important. Any standard, like, design tips on thumbnails? And... I know me and you have different similar different styles that we like to do, but like any universal things you think? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that I nine times nine out of ten times, if a thumbnail looks awful, like I'm not gonna click on your video. That's true. Um, <laughs> Same I, here. I, I will not spend my time even thinking about watching the video if the thumbnail looks bad. So thumbnails mm-hmm. are important, unless I know what kind of content you already produce, and I'm like, hopefully. You'll get better at thumbnails eventually. May I introduce you oh, no. to the Deku Franku thumbnail collection? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen those thumbnails. I've watched a couple of his videos, though. Such <laughs> classics. Know. Know. <laughs> Such classics, yes. Such interesting classics is <laughs> a video titled LOL. <laughs> thumbnail is the word penis with young Sheldon and red eyes on it. I recently uh-huh. went to go watch some of his videos. And uh, this was like two weeks ago, right? Right. Because <laughs> I was trying to remember what kind of content he made. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but he, he clicked <laughs> on a video or he put out like a video on April Fool's Day. It was like, yeah. this is actual hentai. That was the name of it or something like that. He yeah. was like inside the video. He's like, why would anybody watch this? Why are you watching this video? <laughs> I was like, that's a great question. He's got this lewd thumbnail. Yeah. (laughs) I got a lot of views. (laughs) Yeah. It did well for itself, That's clickbait. That's what we're talking about. That goes to show you the power of a good thumbnail right there, baby. (laughs) Exactly. That's a good thumbnail. Or how about the one that's titled Dead Meme and it's just a thumbnail of like two feet. (laughs) That's it. That concerned me. Or American Internet is Garbage and the thumbnail is a sign that says Welcome to the City of England. (laughs) There's a lot of winners in here, basically. Uh, oh, yeah. No, definitely. Highly recommend. MS Paint. Uh, no. <laughs> Got there. Um, design things. Uh, again, learn color shit. That's important. Um, mm-hmm. Keep it simple. I, I There's... Back in the day when I was getting into Photoshop, there's more times than not I would be like, oh, I can do this with the thumbnail and I can do this. And I can do this. And it'd just be like all this nonsense that makes no sense on the fucking screen. <laughs> and it's like, nobody's going to see that because, again, most people watch YouTube on their phone now. They're not going to see that little Shrek meme you put in the left-hand corner of the thumbnail. So don't put it. Because usually the uh, the time code thing blocks it out. <laughs> or exactly. the watch thing. Or right. mobile will squish it. That's important to realize, too. See where the time code shows up on on mobile or on pc because you don't want to have anything important there um i think there was other things maybe it's just the time code that's really important yeah that's in the right hand bottom corner so don't put like the number of your episode there because people aren't going to be able to see it Um, we're making big enough to where it's bigger than that uh one one of my like pet peeves me personally is two things one, thumbnails with way too much text on them. Mm-hmm. Thumbnails are visual by nature. If you have to rely on like 8,000 things of text, 
it's not gonna look good. The That's other true. thing too is that when there is text there and it's not like the focus, but it's way too small. Like I can't read it at mm-hmm. all. And that's the other big problem. If you are going to use text, very little of it for one. And two, make sure it's big enough for people to read. Right? Like, I don't need to be squinting over my phone being like, what on earth does this say? Like, no. I, I should just be able to look and be like, oh, cool. Easy. Fine. Done. For Let's Plays, usually it's just like the logo of like, um, like Mega Man 11. Right? This logo is literally like a text thing. You put it on the thumbnail. You have a couple of images there. You're done. Right. Or a podcast, two images, uh, the podcast logo, move on, whatever. Gary V video, picture Gary V and like a good bit of text over there, but it's big enough. There's not a whole lot distracting from it. Move on. Right. Like there's no need to complicate things with way too much text or have just a teeny tiny little bit that's so small that you can't read. Like Keep in mind, right? Like things are small, especially on mobile, especially on YouTube, especially when you share it around. Take advantage of the space you have and realize that like people are going to try and read this and you need to make it look visually presentable. So those are two of my pet peeves in particular. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, also, when it comes to font and text, uh, preferably don't use more than two fonts and make mm-hmm. sure those two fonts work well together. Um, again, this is where like typography comes into place. Uh, when in doubt, just look it up and, and experiment with it. See if it looks good. Uh, usually you can just kind of fill around with these things. You know, people can typically tell what looks good and what looks bad without being an art critic. That's how right. I feel about You may not it. be able, you may not be able to say into words what's wrong with it. You can tell usually, but it's like not a good thumbnail at exactly. all. Exactly. But, uh, simply looking at it. Don't don't use more than two fonts. More than three is is definitely a no no. That's just ridiculous. Um, and then right. be careful with the font color. Um, if it's like a red font on a black background, it's gonna look awful. You're not gonna be able to read it. So make sure that the text is readable. Mm-hmm. If you have any font, right? Sometimes you don't need it. Depends on the video. That can be. A big problem with thumbnails too is having things blend into each other that you weren't expecting it mm-hmm. to and um sometimes it's like having a red background and red text like you mentioned other times like the text kind of gets lost in the background or there's too much visually there that like part of it just sort of uh gets out of focus um make sure things are like distinct from each other right mm-hmm. and one way that i like doing that i know <laughs> I'm about to get some crap for this. Love me a good drop shadow. (laughs) Gotta get me a good drop shadow in here, my boy. Drop shadow's great. Don't overdo it like Aiden does. Right, don't overdo it, obviously, but like, it can really help create some distance (laughs) Mm -hmm. from like text in the background so you can easily distinguish the two, right? I agree. I don't want it like blending in where I can't even, you know, see where it is. A little bit of of drop shadow didn't hurt nobody. All right. (laughs) I'm a fan. I agree. Drop shadow, uh, using like outlines and stuff around. Outlines is important. Those are really cool. Um, Learn your software. Learn Photoshop or GIMP or whatever you're using to make your thumbnails. Don't use MS Paint because you could use GIMP because it's free. Uh, But I really like Photoshop, so you can get Photoshop. Uh, (laughs) There's tons of really good tutorials out there, and you can do a lot with it. So, yeah. Um, faces. 
faces in your thumbnail do really well. Uh, True. Most people will click on a video if it has a face in it because that human connection. Um, so that's important. And then I guess the last thing would be, for me, make sure your thumbnail shows what's in your video or shows what the video is about. Again, make it click-worthy, don't make it clickbait. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, too, the thing I mentioned about branding as well. You know, Making sure your thumbnails are distinct enough from other people to realize that this is the type of thing you're going to get, mm -hmm. usually. Um, you'll notice Scott the Waz does this with like the blue border. You notice Zach does it uh, when he rebranded a lot of stuff of having like Zack Snyder original or recap at the bottom, stuff like that. Uh, people will do it with their series and their text or their face in it. Or even what I just do, just have like a little dumb little Hawaiian like thing at the top, basically, right? Or some text that says it, um, things like that. With there being as many videos as there are, of course, a couple of thumbnails are going to bleed into each other. That's only like bound to happen. And there's going to be similar looking thumbnails here and there. But adding like a little bit of unique elements from your own personality, from your own self can go a long way of uh, helping it stand out. Yeah, definitely. So, and have fun with it, too. Get weird if you want. Weird, funny, bizarre thumbnails can do remarkably well. So don't feel the need that you have to be all sterile with it. And professional with it like make weird faces add blur meme it up if you want like have fun with it yeah i i think with the time that i started doing better with my thumbnails was the time that i started enjoying making thumbnails it's graphic design is enjoyable to me it's one of those like things that i like to do so yeah it's fun to get into even on your own even if you don't make videos it's fun to get into i agree dope Cool. Well, now it's time to talk about the description. Yeah, boy. So you got your your title, you got your thumbnail, but now you got your description. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you a question before we, we talk about descriptions in depth. How okay. many times do you read a description on a video? Like, do you, do you ever read descriptions on videos? Uh, <laughs> sometimes very rarely very rarely okay. I think that's what I'll say this like is once once or twice a day maybe okay so I read the description of a video and by read I mean glance at a description of a video on very few occasions uh, one I just found this person's channel I'm really liking their content I want to find their social media so I'll click down there Two, they mentioned something that there's a link of in the description that I want to click on. Uh, three, I need some kind of information that they said would be in the description. Or I'm hoping that there's some kind of information that I didn't get from the individual video. But very rarely, if at all, do I read a description of a video before I watch the video. Mm. I bring this up. Because I think the description of your videos is more for the robots than the humans. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'd say so. Except for having your links to other things uh, and all that kind of stuff. I, I think we're going to talk about the SEO reasons and why your, your descriptions are important. But <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any other reason for it. 
except for the SEO stuff and the, the links. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about descriptions at all first? Oh, sure. Uh, I'll just go over how I do mine, Okay. basically, and we'll use that as a jumping off point. As far as, like, the actual, like, describing the video element of the description goes, very simple with me, right? I don't do a whole lot. It's the one sentence that describes the video, maybe two. Sometimes it's replaced with a joke. Just something. Just some little sentence of whatever to describe what the video is. Um, I'm not one of those people that, like, I know others, like, leave long paragraphs about what the game is and, like, the particular description details and all that sort of stuff for, like, SEO purposes. But as far as, like, the actual description for this particular video, usually I just see, like, one sentence or so. Or maybe, like, a paragraph at most. There's no need to, like, go on a two-page spiel about what this particular video is about or for anybody to, like, paste your entire script of a video into there. Most people don't care, right? Just a little sentence to, like, glance at, done, fine, whatever. That's what I start with, usually. Um, after that is where if I mention anything like link in the description type stuff, that comes next because that's what people are going to be looking for and I like to have it at the top. So if I have a giveaway, that's where it goes. If I say, go check out this channel, that's where it goes. Early on, um, there's a space between like my introductory description sentence and the link, fine. Then there's a little line and then I have a little uh, section in mine called songs featured in this video. I use a lot of uh, non-copyrighted music and that's fine um but they do require you to give credit to that obviously or they'll you know won't let you use it right. so i have this entire section of just all the songs listed the creative commons thing uh music provided by this channel who wrote the song etc and in longer videos that section's very long because it's just an hour of me talking so i use every song in there practically like more than once as well as my intro song too, that's in every video. Sometimes I use Pokemon remixes. I credit them anyway, just cause you're supposed to usually. So I do that. And then after all that, at the very end, um, I first have a sentence that says, be sure to like, subscribe and share, all that sort of stuff, a space, and then all the links basically to all my crap in case you wanted to find me. So things like a subscribe link, merch, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Anchor, Patreon, email, all those links will go there with a little arrow icon. And then finally, at the very end, a little sense that just says thanks for watching. And that's it. And granted, like mine's pretty simple for the most part. Without the songs featured section, it'd probably be a lot shorter than most. Right. Um, but that's typically how I like to do it. The one sentence that describes the video, any links I mention, the songs featured, and then all my stuff to where you can find me, pretty much, is how I structure mine. Yeah. Cool. So How do you do yours? I agree with most of what you said. Um, okay. But there is one thing that you said that I completely disagree with. Um, okay. You said you don't need to you don't need to put a whole like spill about whatever you're talking about in the video um, because nobody cares. And that's true. Except the SEO cares. <laughs> oh boy. So I don't do it as much as I should. And I need to start doing this with your everyday nerd. Um, but um, first off, I basically do a lot of the same things you do. So I'll, I'll take the most recent your everyday nerd, for example, 
I have at the very top, I have a hashtag, which you can do hashtags on YouTube, and it'll also show up uh, on mobile near your title, which is really cool. So people can click mm-hmm. on hashtags if they want it. Um, so I have that first because my show is revolved around these hashtags every single day. And then I have the description for the episode, which is a one sentence thing. And then I have thank you for watching. And then I have the sponsor of the episode. Um, I also have thank you for watching twice, so I need to fix that. <laughs> I want to. I want to thank the people for watching my shitty content, man. Doubly twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have things like anything else that could potentially make me money is right underneath that. So go check out the merch, uh, Patreon. Those are there. And then I have all these places that people can find me. So YouTube, Twitter, Discord, all that kind of shit. Uh, I have the main ones that people can find me that I want people to look for me. And then I have other links, which is like things that I don't care about. Like I still have Mixer and BitChute here. I'm probably going to get rid of those soon. But I, I <laughs> the, the idea here is that if anybody wanted to see any of that content at all, it's there. I still have Subijian Games there because I have 1,500 videos there, right? Like if anybody cares. Might as well. It's there. Um, what I would recommend that you're not recommending is, so I talked about Cells at Work, which is an anime recently on this yes. episode. At the end of all this other stuff, even underneath the links and stuff, I would recommend putting a paragraph of like information about Cells at Work. Interesting. Okay. Because these are keywords that are in the in that description that the uh, the search engine is picking up on. So we're going to be talking about tags last, um, or at least next. We're going to be talking about tags. That's important as far as people searching for things, but it also pulls up things from your description and your title to go along with those tags. In other words, helping you rank higher. So like what I, why is that you think? Because it repeats because like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is a word that's in the title, the description. Exactly. And the tags, so we're going to, okay. Exactly. Well, in that case, like I do try to have my one sentence, like have mm-hmm. a word in there that like is also in the tags usually. Right. But I could definitely be getting a lot more words if I did like a paragraph approach, like you mentioned. Like, you have 5,000 characters for your description. Definitely. So theoretically, you should go ahead and use all of them. Um, but make sure that the stuff for the humans, the stuff that are watching people, that are watching your videos is at the very top of the description. Mm-hmm. Then you can do what I like to do. Go to Wikipedia, type in cells at work, <laughs> copy the first <laughs> paragraph, <laughs> copy the plot the plot summary put that shit down there and then uh and then you're typically good that's that's what i do all right um, so, and any other any other media you talk about typically or right so i'm gonna do I that know, with okay. every episode i did that with a lot with um my recaps um you can also do that with um you can do that with your script you some people will put their script at the bottom of the description um, because it helps with with SEO. Um, now, the, the reason I don't put my script in the description anymore 
is because usually the script won't fit there. So I don't see any reason <laughs> in putting half of the script instead of the whole script. Um, so I just end up putting like different things that I think would work towards me, you know, towards the better of the SEO for that video. I wanted to uh, take a look briefly at the description we use for this podcast because I've never actually looked at it before, but I figured, hey, we're talking about it. Why yeah. not go ahead and mention it? Definitely. Uh, similar thing. We have a sentence basically describing what the episode is about. Mm -hmm. And then we have a thank you to our listener supports. Basically like link in the description type stuff. Usually. Right. People we actively mention like my channel, Zach's channel, Patreon link, and uh, Aaron listener support, all that sort of stuff. Then we just have a section dedicated to all the different places you can listen to the podcast on. So like typical links and stuff. And then you at the bottom here, sort of a similar thing. You have a description of the show, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And Again, no, it's, it's, it's one sentence, but still. Yeah. And I, I could actually go harder on the SEO with another YouTube podcast. Ironically, I probably should. But just because, you know, this podcast isn't our main thing. Again, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, I, mm -hmm. I just don't spend as much time with that as I should. But no, it, it has all the basic elements of a good mm -hmm. description here. Definitely. Um, I'd argue that probably could be a little bit more lines, like separating some of the stuff here. So it's a bit more like separated out and not as much clumped together because it kind of gets like that especially toward the middle the reason it's like that is because when i go on anchor to post the podcast all those extra lines won't fit on anchor's description really i didn't know yeah that. yeah so i end up having to like copy paste it i try to keep the same description for both um but i mean i i don't have to do that Technically, I could have it completely different for YouTube compared to Anchor, but that just makes it easier for me in the, the uploading process. Sure. And something, too, I wanted to mention as well that will help a lot of you guys out. Um, you can have automatic descriptions now. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people take advantage of it, um, but I feel like a lot do. If you go into Creator Studio, you go to Channel, you go to Upload Defaults, you can have uh, defaults for all your uploads, obviously. You get, like, privacy, the category, the license, all that sort of stuff. And the description, the title, and the tags. So if you have an element that's going to be in every title, every tag, every description, put it in there. I don't use the title and tag thing because usually that's different video to video. But, like, descriptions, shoot, it has a lot of the same links, it has a lot of the same songs. Having in this upload default thing saves me so much time from having to like copy and paste each new one in there. Same. Like YouTube just does it for yourself. And that's that's really cool, actually. So I'd recommend doing it. And and, and that's what makes descriptions manageable is like you do it once, you do a little bit of copy pasting here and there, and you're done. It's not a ton of work to set up, but the end results that you get out of it are, are worth even the tiniest amount of work you put into it, right? Mm -hmm. So having your links down there so if people want to find you, they can. Having a little sense describing what it is is helpful. Having a songs featured thing if you use non-copyrighted music is very helpful and legal. Um, <laughs> and even like Zach mentioned, having a paragraph that can go along with your title and tags might start doing that more often. Who knows? Um, I definitely see the benefits of that, though. Yeah. It's all it's very fun. necessary. Maybe not interesting, but necessary. Yeah, and again, again, it's why the description is, I think, more for the robots than the humans. It's sure. it's weird, but it is it does seem to be the case. 
Um, I guess I should. Yeah. I want to offer real quick as well. If you are having trouble with descriptions, um, you really shouldn't, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but if you are having trouble, feel free to copy my format. Yeah, same. Like, it's not mine. It's not an original thing. A lot of channels use the same format for descriptions. Feel free to use mine and then just like place your own links and stuff in there. Or you can leave my links in there. That's cool too. That'll help me in the long run. <laughs> for real. You, you can do whatever. Um, you can do for the podcast, sax channel, whatever. Like, please, this is not our copyrighted description format. Use it 100%. It'll help you Definitely. be better as a result. No, I absolutely like took elements of my description from other people. So it's, you know, feel free to use anybody's description formats. There's no reason why you shouldn't. It'll just make your channel better in the long run. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're stealing somebody's content. So no, go for it. Yep. I'm gonna start putting my DeviantArt link in the description. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This guy gets it. I, I think, I think in 2018, the one thing that you should be doing most of all, is making sure that you have a DeviantArt going on. <laughs> That's going to be our, our, new, our new pro tip that we mention every episode. Make sure you're catering to the furries, because they're the ones with the money, apparently. <laughs> they're the ones with the disposable income. Yeah, they really suits. are. <laughs> so, they really That's the market are. we really need to be hit in yeah. 2018, 2019. Exactly. Calfro gets it. Calfro cool. <laughs> really understands. <laughs> really understands. Uh, He'll, he'll love that. I'm sure. He will. Um, that's all I have for descriptions. Uh, me too. Um, another thing too, I guess I can mention a little pro tip here. Uh, your about page. Yeah. Should be pretty similar-ish to your description. Yeah, right? yeah, I agree. If you have information in your about page that's not in your description, put that in there. Um, and the same the other way around, right? If you have this stuff in your description, but on your about page, put that on there, right? Um, you don't get a lot of time to talk about the about page on this podcast, but make sure your links and your necessary description information is there. Because you never know if someone looks on there that one time, very rarely happens, but if they do look, be sure you have something there. Be sure you're a little bit prepared, right? Yeah. That's how I know other channels. That's how I get in contact with people. Is people who leave their info either on the about page or the description saves me a lot of time rather than having to hunt people down and be like, how can I get in contact with them? I just check and voila, I'm done. Move on. <laughs> also, if I know you personally and I, I watch your content, chances are I've checked out your about page. And I've either been like, oh, cool, I, I can get to get you, or I've made fun of you um, because of your <laughs> about page. That's, that's my favorite place to make fun of YouTubers, is their about page. It's so easy because nobody cares about it, but more <laughs> people absolutely should. Exactly. Absolutely it's, uh, should. It's funny it, to look at. <laughs> I'll tell you it's more important than the discussion tab. <laughs> you want to talk about a real deadweight tab. <laughs> There's where you want to go. Well, uh, oh, that's right. That's no longer active. Is that even a thing anymore? It, it's on mine. Shit. <laughs> There's five comments there oh <laughs> from God, like a year ago. Left there. I probably do for Subijian games, but I don't know if I have anything for CSP. It's interesting. Yeah. I know the community tab is important. I like that. I like that that's a thing. That now. That's good. I just wish that... Well, I don't wish that everybody had it. Actually, I'm cool that there's a cutoff. 
I think I have to have 10,000 <laughs> subscribers for it. I'm okay with that. I'll wait. I'm okay, too. Yeah. I don't need my subscriber Discord. feed with, <laughs> like, a million different things. Yeah, Discord's cool. Get a Discord. Let's talk about that one more time. <laughs> it's true, though. It, it is true. Every day, I'm like, Discord true. is the best thing that's happened to my YouTube channel. Um. All right. Are you ready for, like, the biggest thing? Well, I don't think it's the biggest thing. I think it's one of the okay. biggest things with SEO. Here's how I want to lead into it. Like, Go ahead. Many people will say, like, when it comes to SEO and, like, getting your stuff seen, it's all about title, thumbnail, title, thumbnail, title, thumbnail, title, thumbnail, whatever. Description, nobody cares about description. We've already established that. It's, like, the bottom of the totem pole. Like, no one yeah, People <laughs> no should one care cares. about it, though. That was my point. <laughs> people should, but people don't. All right. So most people will rank, but like. you'll rank better if you do your description right. Most people will put it in the order of, like, thumbnail, title, like, description, and then, like, what we're about to talk about, tags. Yeah. In my opinion, tags are the unsung hero of the entire SEO process. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Sure. They're not sexy. They're not talked about. They're not um, amazing. They're kind of, like, congealed into just general SEO terms and algorithm talk, and they're rarely, like, discussed on their own. Tags are the unsung hero of SEO and will, in my opinion, do some of the most help uh, to help getting your stuff seen. And people should know what they are, what they do, and how to use it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not as prominently talked about compared to like the title and the thumbnail, obviously. That's Which is true. a shame. So, yeah. it's the unsung hero in my book. It's the thing that a lot of people ignore. Especially yep. bigger channels. Especially older channels. Um, and newer channels. There's there's kind of this weird thing where a lot of people just ignore the tags. Um, so it's one of those things where you could potentially get your stuff seen more if you if you learn how to pay attention to them. Yep, that's pretty cool. And so we're gonna we're gonna go through it ourselves. Yeah. All right. So the tags. I, I 100% agree with what Aiden's saying. It, it really is the thing that gets your videos seen the most. Except for the things that would get your... Except for, like, the human interaction aspect of it. So, like, you know, if you get more views from people sharing your videos, obviously your viewer, you're going to get more viewers in the long run. But when it comes to SEO, the tags are the thing that are going to help your video get seen by more people. Would you say it's the robot's favorite part of the whole thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. This is how, like, YouTube kind of takes the impossible task of, like, organizing all these fucking videos and, like, manages it a bit more and being like, oh, cool. Here's some tags here. Thank you. Now I know where to put this video. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> but most people don't do it, so YouTube instead just, like, gets bits and pieces from the title and the thumbnail and goes from there. But if you do have tags, you can kind of lead it a bit more in the right direction, which is what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Um, so. I'll, I'll bring up one of the videos I did uh, about yeah, a year ahead. ago, for instance. Um, my Scooby-Doo movie review recap. Not the most recent one, but I did, I did one... Uh, about a year ago, about the first Scooby-Doo live-action movie. And it's got 2.7K views, so 2,000 views, almost 3,000 views. And the reason it has so many views is because of the SEO. Like, it's the number one reason it's got the most views. The tags 
uh, did great for it because not many people made videos on this subject and the people that did didn't have as many tags or as many good tags and so I was able to kind of cash that in and have a shit ton of tags that worked really well for this so I'm ranking really well in these mm. um, so I'll, I'll kind of share my process with tagging and then I guess you can also do your process and, and go from there but okay, go ahead. essentially the way I like to think of a tag is what are what this video how can I get people to see this video the, the number one way I can get people to see this video is if people are searching for it alright well what are people going to search for that are going to lead them to this video it's almost like a like a like a question and answer on Jeopardy. It's like they show oh, you the video and then you have to ask the question. Right. Right? If that makes any sense. Yeah, you get the answer and you need to have the question associated with it. Yeah. So this video is a Scooby Doo movie review. It's it's a recap of the entire movie with my thoughts on it. And so it's like, okay, well, I know that this movie, Scooby-Doo, I can put that in there. That didn't rank too well because so many people have probably made Scooby-Doo movies or Scooby-Doo reviews. Ironically, the most recent Scooby-Doo video I did is ranking like number one for Scooby-Doo, I think. So that's weird. Um, I am. Definitely. Um, right, it's up there. Uh, yeah, it's on the front page, which is dope as hell. Uh, but then I have like Scooby-Doo movie, Scooby-Doo 2002, Scooby-Doo franchise, these none of these did well but then i have like scooby-doo movie review that's number seven scooby-doo review number 13 um and then i started getting into more like longer tags that maybe maybe some people would look up but not everybody scooby-doo 2002 movie review number one scooby-doo 2002 movie recap number two scooby-doo movie recap number two so like a lot of these um ended up getting number one and number two for these different types of videos. Um, a couple of other tags didn't do as well for this particular video, but ended up doing better for the newest video that I did um, was there was a video that did really well for another channel called Was the Scooby-Doo Movie Misunderstood? So I used that title as a tag because I knew that that video would be recommended alongside my video so maybe my video could get recommended alongside his video um other things i put in my tag is like zack snyder productions because that's my channel um recap because that was the name of the series your everyday nerd for the newer videos and uh i put the title of the video i usually put that in the the tag as well just in case somebody looks for that so yeah, that's that's genuine generally my process with, with tags. Alright. So. Um <laughs> I definitely don't have as much success with tags. Um they've never been a, a strong suit of mine. Really, it was only with Blue Cash Productions that I even started like attempting to, <laughs> to yeah, get yeah, them and learn that. them. <laughs> and I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I I do try to do a couple of things here and there. Um Number one, I have Blue Couch Productions as a tag. Both the full thing, like no spaces, and each individual word, right? Mm. 
So I do that. Um, not sure if that's right or wrong or whatever. I usually Just, try to do the same thing as long as I don't have as many tags for that individual right. video. Blue Couch Productions is such a long like channel title that I felt the need to have like both. Like, if right. it was just, like, Sabian Games, I just had one more to be done. Right. But because it's so long, I felt the need to split it up. I don't know. Uh, then I have usually a tag for the series itself. So if it's a midnight vlog, it has midnight vlogs on there. If it's questions on the couch, it has questions on the couch on there. All that sort of stuff. Um, if I mention other people or other channels, whether friends of mine or, or not, typically I put a tag for that as well. Um, the title of the video is almost always a tag and it's the only one that usually does well. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about with tags. Um, and then usually I have like a couple of words or so to describe it, like one word, two word type stuff. Uh, for example, two year anniversary video. I have anniversary video. I have two year anniversary, just regular anniversary, two years. Like every weird way I can uh, spell that out. I, I tried doing that. Let me go to another one in particular, because this one doesn't have as many examples of it. Okay, so this one's from my E3 2018 video. Hmm. So here I list like E3, E3 2018, um, consoles, the company, some of the big games, right? Uh, E3 thoughts, E3 predictions. Um, I tend to mess a lot with capitalization too where sometimes I'll have it capitalized and sometimes I won't. And I guess the other thing I should mention, typically, if not always, I have almost the entire thing filled out or very close to it. There are very few videos that just have a couple of tags. I try to like fill in a bunch. Not sure if that's the right way to do it, but there's that. And then last but not least, typically I have a TubeBuddy and vidIQ both installed mm -hmm. and they'll give you Same. related tags and recommended tags. And usually I put them in if they are going with my video. Sometimes they'll recommend weird shit and I won't put it on there, but mm -hmm. most of the time they have good tags associated with it, so I'll put them on there. And uh, yeah, so usually, usually I, I don't do well in tags. I don't get a whole lot of uh, great <laughs> stuff on there, but I, I, I attempt, I try each, each video to get something interesting in there. So like one thing that you do really well that I'll mention is that you gotta have like do as many tags as you can. Again, like the whole description, you have 5,000 characters, use them. I think you have 500 characters for tags, so try to use as many of them as possible. Um, mm -hmm. That's super important. And then also make sure they are related to the video. The worst thing you can do is put things that aren't related to the video because even if it does well in search, nobody's gonna click on it because that's not what they're looking for. Exactly. That's the one thing I don't do. I don't, I don't try to fill it up with filler. Right. right, it has to be things related to the video in some way or fashion, exactly. either through people or topics or discussion or branding or anything. Mm -hmm. um, so. But I will say one thing that you could improve on, and I'm sure a lot of people in the audience also could can improve on this as well, is doing longer tags. Uh, it's it's usually called long tail keywords, um, and I only know this mainly because I did some web development shit. Uh, which is much more boring than YouTube tags. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> I get you. Um, but uh, long tail keywords just basically means longer, longer phrases, longer keywords, longer tags. Uh, the longer the tag, the more chances are you'll rank for it. And again, 
you might not get like a hundred thousand or a million views on this video and this tag, but you might get you might get a couple thousand views, which is a lot better compared to a hundred views, right? Or a lot better compared to thirty views. Like you you never know what could eventually get you more views. You just gotta think of it in a in a certain way. Um as far as what could they possibly look up. Uh for instance the blue cash productions like like one of your uh you said E3 video, right? Their E3 thoughts. Yeah, it was a midnight vlog. Yeah, E3 2018. Right. Like for this one, you could you could easily do something like like you have an E3 2018 predictions, which is a good one. But then you could also do like E3 2018 uh, Nintendo predictions. And that becomes a longer tag just by one word. But chances are not as many people are making videos on that one particular tag. And so you might rank well. Oh, okay. I do grades um, in this video too. So maybe having that on there. Grades, yeah. Um, maybe E3 2018. Who won or who won 20, E3 2018? Things like that. Oh, okay. um, and then again, like. Is putting questions in there a good idea or is that typically like. One or two word sentences. Questions work, but you don't really need the uh, the question mark. Okay. You don't really. But yeah. just structure it kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What are, I guess, just for everybody listening, because like 500 tags is obviously a lot. What are like the things that you have to have for like every video usually for like tags? Um, Absolutely. I would say if you don't have enough tags for the video automatically, then go ahead and put your channel name. Go ahead and put the series title that it is. Um, again, in your instance okay. of Midnight Vlog, you put Midnight Vlogs in the title because if somebody was looking for your Midnight Vlogs, that's what they would be typing in, right? Um, mm -hmm. In the case of that Game Grunts video earlier, like absolute, absolute tags would be Game Grumps, Mega Man 2, Mega Man, um, and then it would be, and then it would go on to the next step, which would be, how can I lengthen these tags to be stuff that people look up? Mega Man Let's Play, Mega Man Gameplay, Mega Man Walkthrough, uh, things like that, or Mega Man Two in that instance, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it, it depends for each different video. I don't think there's a certain I have to have this, I have to have that, except for the name of the channel and maybe maybe even the title you can put that there as well but i, I, I well, i'm i'm just saying that for like people who are having struggle struggling putting anything there right like what are just some things to sort of like get started with <laughs> to put on there think to like help of, you a little bit more think of what was what was your video about what was the idea right. that you made your video into if you're a vlog channel and you were like i went to Japan and I vlogged in Akihabara um, and that was really cool then your video is about you vlogging in Akihabara so like automatically you've got vlogging in Japan Japan vlog Akihabara vlog vlogging in Akihabara vlogging in Akihabara Japan like Akihabara Japan all these different things and then you start thinking of well, what did you do in the video did you hit up arcades in, in Akihabara you can be like Arcades in Akihabara, arcades in Japan, 
Um, it, it just kind of, you take what your video consists of. If it's a scripted video, you look at your script, which, which words did you say the most? If it's a Scooby-Doo movie review, I'm sure you said Scooby-Doo like 10,000 times. Have that in the tags, right? Like that's super important. Um, that kind of stuff. And then it would be thinking of what are, like I said, that Jeopardy question. Who is going to be, you know, what what are people going to be looking up that could get them to this video? Filling in that gap between your video and potential viewer. Hmm. Okay. Hopefully that helps. I think that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I could certainly get better at it myself. I'm not a master by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not uh, either. I'm still learning myself. <laughs> I'm still I'm getting I, I just, I just try a lot of different things and, and see what sticks. At the very mm-hmm. least, I can usually get the title of the videos that are breaking tags. <laughs> I got that far mm-hmm. right. It's, there you go. It's just other stuff. Well, and um, you know the, the reason why with. the titles usually get you ranking? Do you know why? Because nobody searches for it? No, because it's very long. Usually it's oh. very long. And there's not that many videos that have a title of that. That's true. So, so that's why those a, okay. right, that's why those longer keywords work really well. Mm, okay. Because if you made like a Minecraft let's play, you type in Minecraft, there are um <laughs> how many results are there? Well VidIQ. Too many. By the way, VidIQ and, and TubeBuddy. Aiden mentioned those. I'll put them in the description for you guys. Um very, very helpful tools to uh, tell you the tags to in, to any video you would ever want. Feel free to like look at my tags and Aiden's tags and like figure out how we're doing them to help you guys look at people that are doing it better than us. Um, so when I look up Minecraft, there are 15 million plus monthly searches. That means there are 15 million people searching for Minecraft every month. That's fucking nuts. Mm. Um, That's crazy. There's also a search volume of 100 out of 100 and a competition of 72 out of 100, which means if I put Minecraft in my tags, nobody's going to see it. It it almost, even if I make a Minecraft video, unless I know for 100% sure that this video is going to go viral through people sharing it or something like that, or if I'm a big channel or whatever it may be. Like, there's no reason for me even to waste that character space to put Minecraft in the tags. Makes sense. But if I was going to do, like, a Minecraft mod, and I typed in that, the there's a substantial... Actually, that's, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, that's worse. Uh, Minecraft is not a good example. I just figured it would be because it's, it's higher. It, you know, a lot of people are subs- are looking it up. Um, related related things, according to this, is like like Minecraft map. Let's say you make maps on Minecraft and you want people to see them. If I t- t- type that in, you got less monthly searches. It's like 312,000 compared to like the 150 million. Um, it's still a pretty big competition gap. But you have chances with your title, your thumbnail, and your other tags to get it seen more often, I guess. Um, and then mm-hmm. if you really want to go 
uh, go crazy. You can put Minecraft map no swearing. Because <laughs> you got to appeal to the kids. Um, and there's nobody searching for this. But there is a huge competition, which means it's awful. <laughs> yeah. So uh, vidIQ has this thing where shows you how many people are searching for it or a rough estimate of how many people are searching for it and how many people are making videos for that. And if everybody's making videos for it, but nobody's searching for it, then that's not good. You've, you probably, you've arrived at SEO hell. <laughs> exactly. You probably shouldn't use that as a tag. You probably, you probably shouldn't even make that video, theoretically speaking. Um, but if it's the opposite, if it's like nobody's making videos for it, like the Scooby-Doo video, nobody's really making videos for it, but the competition, I mean, but, but everybody's like looking it up, then it ends up being a lot better. Uh, better for you at the end of the day. Exactly. Just knowing when things are relevant, when it's the right time to make a video about a particular topic can go a long way to helping you uh, have an easier time in the SEO field. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about like being intentional when planning videos and coming out with ideas and all that sort of stuff kind of plays into this a little bit. Exactly. Definitely. I agree. It but I will say just as like a general tip, mm -hmm. go ahead and get like TubeBuddy and FitIQ, like both of them are free. Their basic ones are anyway. They don't give you everything, but they give you like a jumping off point to start. Mm -hmm. And it can help you a lot too in a video manager and helping you make sure that like you got everything. There's like checklists and stuff to, like remind you to put an in card, remind you to put monetization enabled, remind you to share it, remind you like stuff like that can be very helpful actually. And I do appreciate that sort of stuff. But for this purpose, Having things like a couple of recommended tags just to sort of give you an idea of where to jump off from, that can be super helpful. And there's like a bunch of other stuff that they can do, but that's all paid version stuff. Um, you don't have to get both. I just have both because I like having both, but one of them's fine. Just pick whichever one. Yeah, I, I use them both for different reasons. So that's why I like having both. Um, it also appears that, so for the Scooby-Doo thing, uh, because I had that that one video that did really well. Um, the newer one that just got released yesterday, it seems to be ranking well because not only just the tags, but also because I had this other video that did really well, which is super interesting. So a bit related to each other. Yeah. So I think that helps if you if you do. I mean, we've talked about it before when you're niching down and something stuff. You have something that works, then following it up with another video that also works. Um, that can help it. Now, this new video doesn't have like the views yet because it just got released yesterday. But like, potentially speaking, since this old video is still getting views every month, this new video should also do well. Yeah, theoretically. Theoretically, exactly. Sure. And then another thing to point out too is having tags that are in the description and having tags that come from both the description and the title, that can help. Mm -hmm. Making sure they all have similar elements into them and that they're consistent from the title all the way to the tags. Typically a good idea, I feel. Mm, exactly. That That's why we talked about all of these different aspects. They all work together rather than working yeah. against each other. Oh, thumbnail too. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Having in the thumbnail too. Not as much with the thumbnail because it's not like as closely related. Um, 
that can help your viewers especially to kind of get an idea that your thumbnail and your title are related to each other like that's probably a good design principle somewhere <laughs> yeah well um I think that's all I have pretty much um trying to think if there is anything else associated with it I don't think so. Just making sure you have things in your video manager done is typically a good idea. Not leaving out information. Making sure you have like a category, you know, mm -hmm. the license. Yeah, that's the true. right language. Stuff like that is probably probably a smart idea <laughs> to have ready. Yeah, and it's important to realize that SEO is important. It's it's great. It helps your videos get seen by people. But it doesn't mean that it's going to make you successful. The, the way that you become successful on YouTube at the end of the day still comes down to having quality content first and foremost. So, mm -hmm. you know, making consistent quality content, doing that, and then having the SEO to see it, to get it seen in more in front of more people and then encouraging your viewers that if they like the video to share it with more people you know, all that kind of stuff will definitely help your increase, increase your chances of being successful more so. What we're talking about today mainly is the presentation to two groups of people, actual people and the, the YouTube robot, mm -hmm. <laughs> the algorithm exactly. robot, the SEO robot. And it's important that for both parties, the presentation is important. I'm going to go with a bit of a restaurant metaphor here at the end of the day what's most important is the food the main dish right does it taste good is it well put together is it constructed in this case we're comparing it to the content the main dish the food that's the most important thing it's like the content of a youtube video but the way you present that dish the plating you know the the side entrees like a little bit of cilantro like a little sauce on the end of it like making it look presentable to people like food critics and to the people coming to your restaurant, it's just as important. It gets people invested in the food. It gets them excited about it. They're intrigued. They want to know what it's about, what what it tastes like, all that sort of stuff. Presentation goes a long way. And in the YouTube video's case, the way you present that video to quote unquote the critics or the robots and everyday people, again, going to everyday people, is by presenting your video in a way that that's smart and that works. Having a nice thumbnail, having a nice title, making sure that the information is placed there, not only in the description, but in the tag, all that sort of stuff can go a long way into helping present your video in the best light. Now all the presentation in the world can't make your food any better, right? Mm -hmm. That's fair, but it sure can help get people intrigued and interested about it. And, and both parts are important. Having the good food, having the good content is important. And having a good presentation in the SEO is important. You need both. Uh, but the content ultimately ends up being the king out of all of that. So yeah. Hopefully that, that restaurant metaphor made a bit of sense. I kind of got a little lost with it. But we, we made it. We made it. No, I think, I think going even further with the metaphor, it's like if I look at your menu at your restaurant and you have a chicken enchilada and you're like, oh, okay, I really want a chicken enchilada. That sounds good. But then I look at the ingredients, right? So the chicken enchilada, right? That's the title of your video. 
I'm like, okay, that title looks at, like looks appetizing to me. But then I look at the description of it, and it says it's got mayonnaise in it. Well, then I'm like, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Your chicken enchilada shouldn't have mayonnaise on it, right? That, that's typically a menu. a menu will have a photo of the food right right, right. like your thumbnail what's your thumbnail but even more so like when you get your food like that's that's also like a thumbnail almost like that you see that food in front of you you're like okay well this looks appetizing but then you get into it if the content of it is not good if that chicken is dry well then you it's better over. believe I'm, I'm asking for my money back actually I'm not so I'm gonna eat it because I'm <laughs> hungry and poor and I need, <laughs> I need food I'm pretty tolerant to okay food. But my, you know? my, my point is if you're Gordon Ramsay and I actually saw a clip of him eating a, a dry chicken chilada mm. enchilada recently. Um, yes. <laughs> he got pissed and he was like, this is not okay. Okay. So make sure that your, uh, that your chicken enchiladas are not dry. Yes. And they definitely don't have mayonnaise in it. Cause that's, that's nasty. That makes no sense. And number two, <laughs> make sure that your videos uh, are, are quality, and that yeah. the, the SEO is, is is good. Like we like we mentioned here, you know, mm-hmm. SEO goes a long way. Do do your own research as well. You know, a lot, a little more research goes a long way. Um, yeah. We we talked about everything that we could and about our own experiences, but obviously we're not experts at this. Um, there's still a lot more that you can you can learn. There's plenty of blogs I know. and stuff that you can learn from it. I know some people definitely argue that like the tags are more important or the title's more important or the thumbnail's more important or YouTube in 2018 favors this and it favors that and all this other stuff. This, this matters. This doesn't matter. We went for more of like a broad... It probably all matters in one form or another and you should probably pay attention to it. Yeah, definitely. But like keep in mind as YouTube changes, as this episode ages... As, as things grow and change, expect some of this stuff to change too, right? Like mm-hmm. what's good now, what's best practices now may not be in a couple of years. We're not sure. And uh, also keep in mind that like what works on YouTube for good SEO isn't necessarily the same for like Twitter and Instagram, right? There are different cultures there. There's different systems in place there. There are some best practices you can take. But they're two different places, right? Right. So, so keep that in mind as well. Is that like it's not a one size fits all solution? Our one method is not the best method, or even the worst. It's just one of many, right? The important thing that we're trying to come across here more than anything is that like you should be trying, <laughs> you should be coming <laughs> up with a method, you should be putting forth an effort, and you should realize that like SEO is a big part of YouTube and all sorts of other sites, no matter where you're at. Exactly. And you should probably pay attention to it. Work on the thumbnail. Work on the title. Work on the description. The tags. Uh, having cards, in screens, playlists. All this stuff's important. Mm-hmm. It may not feel like it. It may feel like it's a thankless job and nobody goes out on the streets talking about SEO, praising it for how great it is or anything. But Going to tomorrow. Nevertheless, <laughs> it's, it's still important. Yeah. It's still important. It's like paperwork. Like, no one likes paperwork, but you got to kind of get it done in order to do the fun stuff. So exactly. do your SEO. Eat your vegetables, <laughs> and then you can get to the cake. And I don't want the food metaphors today. I'm on it. I mean, you're right though. The paperwork scenario works like so well because I can't tell you how many times I like get excited. I finally finished this video I've been working on, and then it's like I, I'm uploading it, and I'm like I'm so excited to share it with the world, and then it's like oh fuck, <laughs> I gotta do all this. Shit. I gotta do tags and and shit. So like 
having that description taken care of ahead of time, having doing all that stuff ahead of time will save you the distress of like it being three o'clock in the morning and you uploading a video that you're excited to share with the world and you have to waste your time <laughs> mm-hmm. on shit you don't care about just because you wanted people to see it. And hey, if you have a bunch of older videos with no descriptions, titles, or tags, go ahead and add them. Yeah. I mean, it can't hurt sure. you any. <laughs> you know? That's true. You never Don't know. expect them to be wonders, but it, it could happen. You never know. Yeah. You never know what could end up popping at some point, especially if they have evergreen content, which we've talked about is super good. Uh, that'll... Uh, like, like I said, I saw videos that are doing well every single month just because they do really well in the tags. We've talked about it on DMs before too, but we're kind of even finding now that it might be a good idea to change up some of your tags, right? Mm-hmm. And tags, like realize thumbnails, that, like, titles, right? all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I've changed my titles recently. Descriptions I've changed a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thumbnails have evolved and my tags have evolved, right? It didn't stay the same. Think of it as like a fluid thing. It'll it'll grow and you'll get better at it with time. And if you want to go back and change some older stuff, feel free to, man. Mm-hmm. You do you. It's your video. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's just do you wanna stuff. do you wanna be more successful? Do you wanna get more people to see your videos? And if yes, then get some SEO in there. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Are you ready to do uh comments? I think I am. I, I hope this uh, this episode was worth it for all the people who were so waiting too. how much we've hyped this up. I hope, I hope you enjoyed so it. Too. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm done. I'm, I'm glad that we're done talking about it. It's personally. nice. It's nice. I'm glad that we, we finally got it out of the way. It's, it's amazing what happens when you just do. <laughs> oh, you mean like SEO? You mean like when you actually just do the SEO in your video? It's not as bad as you thought it would be? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Us holding off this topic thinking it would be bad turns out wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty poetic. Pretty aesthetic. I agree. Rhymes with poetic. We have two comments, one from Calfro and one from Patient. Which one would you like to read? Uh I'll do I'll do the patient one. Okay. I like doing those. Hi. You can go ahead and let me read Calfro. No, let me yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. He says, in response to my question of the day from last week, I agree with both of you guys. Thanks for giving me your take on things. Interesting to hear both of your perspectives. Fun fact, I used to make videos and not upload them. You're right. I do want them to be seen. Now, LOL, I think I've been making videos since fifth grade. Nobody wants to see that old school trash. <laughs> By the way, thanks for always shouting me out. Growth comes from everywhere. This is another form of growth for me. Oh, nice burnout joke, by the way. You ass. Ha ha ha. Let's <laughs> get it. I, I would like to Great. point out that he recently commented on my first episode of Your Everyday Nerd with the uh, the comment. Let's see if I can pull it up. Great work, ass face. This is a great video. Never seen the movie myself. <laughs> <laughs> Got that cow for a charm on It's great. Fantastic. I know we did kind of go off on a bit of a wild tangent with the Calfro comment last time, so I'm trying not to do that again, but I'm glad you at least enjoyed hearing it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah sure. I, I still do stand by that. You, a lot of people do want their videos to be seen, right? And if you're not taking it seriously, then like you can't expect that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, 
It was a whole tangent. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's two weeks ago now. I think we were talking about how some people, like, people say, oh, I'm just making videos for me. Well, then, if you're just making videos for you, why are you uploading them to YouTube for people to see? Right, that right. Was, people who are in that middle ground of, like, I'm serious about it, but not totally serious. Yeah. Right? And their effort doesn't match their actions, basically. Right, and Calfro, Calfro kind of realized that, oh, I used to be this way, but now I'm this way. And, right. you know, he's he's changed because of that, you know? So it's cool. I think it's dope as hell. Yeah. Patience, comments, you ready? Yeah, thanks for the comment, Calfro. Yeah, um, Patient writes, I get the playoffs... I get the playoff battles going now. This guy getting those matches sorted is basically my job. I love you though, BB. Yeah, we are still doing that, by the way. It's like three weeks, and we have had nothing but scheduling mishaps on NBL playoff battles, and we're still not done yet. I mean, that's the sad I'm not part. Surprised. Lions so, gaming channel has been a mess lately. So scheduling. Well, the thing is, much. like, I'm not even in playoffs, so like, it's not my fault. It's everybody else. <laughs> that's the issue. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Let's blame so. it on everybody else. I feel that, though. Yeah, there you go. My, my team was too trash to make it in, but other people need to get their shit together. So, <laughs> there you go. Anyway, she continues, Honestly, I really enjoyed that direct. I'm really hyped about Damon X Machina after seeing gameplay. Seeing Katamari was so unexpected and really heckin' cool. Okay. And Animal Crossing. You guys have no idea how loud I was screaming. I gave myself a headache and almost broke my fucking computer. Bongo Cat. <laughs> I'd also like to correct Aiden when he says Isabel's the second mascot for Animal Crossing because that accolade belongs to Tom Depression Trademark yes. Nook, Bongo Cat. <laughs> I love Tom Nook even more now he's after a, that trailer. He's the best. He's great. He is my spirit he's, animal. He is a, a mood incarnate, <laughs> as I like to word it. <laughs> uh, one of the best feelings in the world is getting a massive surge of ideas, getting them all down, and then going and doing them to see if they work. I typically get a massive surge of ideas in one go, and I have to write them down as I think about them, otherwise I'm going to forget. A lot of mine require me to sit on it until I'm at the correct stage for me to try them, but it's a really good feeling when I'm just writing and writing and constantly getting ideas. People might say something completely unrelated, and I'll spark something in my head. God, I love it. Bongo cat. <laughs> and yes, I'm basically revisiting my emo teenage years. Don't judge me. Man who likes pineapple on pizza. Bongo cat. And <laughs> I don't want to be typing for hours on end with fucking shit being shoved in every word. So I'll hold off with the let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee comment for now. We are waiting patient. All right. I am so hyped about that comment. You have no idea. Yeah. Zach still thinks it's fine. Yeah. But, uh. We're gonna get a long fucking essay about all the problems with that game. Oh, let's so. go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. I'm high. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I will say, I will say, I fucking saw this thing on Twitter. They were like, when you when you put in 25 of the same Pokemon species from Pokemon Go into let's go Pokemon Pikachu or Eevee, then you get to do something really cool. I'm like, okay, hold the fuck up. <laughs> you don't get unlimited storage in, le- in Pokemon Go. You get like 200. You don't in the regular games. You don't, right. <laughs> but yeah. you, you get 250 uh, slots and that's it. Now, back in my primetime Pokemon Go days, last like two years ago, I did a little bit of microtransaction shit and I may have purchased the slots to upgrade that to 100 more. So I have the slots <laughs> for 350 Pokemon. Now, oh, no. 
this is good. This is this is okay for now, where I have three generations of Pokemon again. Yeah. For the most part. However, mm-hmm. when I'm catching a lot, when I'm out and about catching a lot, that's a like that's me deleting stuff quite rapidly. Like I currently have 307 out of 350 Pokemon in my in my thing right now. Okay. That's going to run out soon when I get more of my Gen 2 and Gen 3 stuff and Gen 4 is about to unlock soon. And they're like, when you get 25 of the same, you really want me to get 25 of the same Pokemon from Gen 1? I've almost completed my Gen 1 Pokedex. Why the fuck would I do that when I don't have space? So you better give me more space for free. I, th- I think the regular games do have more space, thankfully. Um, I can tell you in Ultra Sun and Moon, with the 800 or so Pokemon we have now, you do have space to put one of each in there if you're trying to get them all, right? But that's that's not what I'm talking about. The point is, is they want me to catch 25 of each Pokemon to put into Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee. I have to catch and 25 of each Pokemon on Pokemon Go. Why? That's what I'm talking about. I don't get that. I don't have the space for that. I don't either. That's not, that's not a main series game, anything thing either of having like a bunch of extras the way like let's go the way pokemon go is structured seems to benefit you catching a lot of the same ones over and over again where like in the main games you can do fine with like just one or two or if you want a shiny but then like you just release everything else exactly yeah i don't know it's weird i'll 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 get in that can of worms when we finally play when i finally play that game well you have to catch a lot in pokemon go to evolve stuff right so yeah i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) anyway uh she also answers our three questions of the day she says question of the day my creative process is pick up my camera go into the streets and set up the shooting area take photos wait a couple of days before i decide to edit or i just don't edit take another month to upload a set to ig repeat pretty good stuff i feel for a creative process um yeah i do know a lot of people who want to make their filming and their editing like two separate processes honestly we're like this day is strictly for filming and this day is strictly for editing because i know people who like try to do both and then like their editing suffers because they spend all day doing the filming stuff i'm okay with doing that usually because my edits are very quick and i can get down to the point and i'm done but for longer projects and i imagine especially for like photo editing mm-hmm. it's probably best to like separate that out so you don't like <laughs> lose your mind <laughs> oh yeah definitely um so Personally speaking, I, especially your everyday nerd, I find that I've started doing what's called rough cuts. So, like, I go through an entire, like, film session and I cut out all the bullshit so that when I'm ready to actually... Oh, and I go ahead and get my intro and my outro and all the, like, transitions and all that kind of stuff ready. And then I can start putting in, like, gameplay or film reels or any kind of funny pop-up things or whatever else I need to add to it. So that works out really well. And in like another session. Yeah. Uh, let me finish this up here. Question of the day two. Favorite 2018 meme? Well, sir, take a seat. I have an ascetic question to ask you. <clears throat> Do you know the way? That was a pretty good meme. Spelled as W-H-E-Y. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That was also I wouldn't have been... 
I wasn't a big fan of it at the time. I think I've grown to appreciate it a little bit more in the Age of Thanos car <laughs> than I did when it was new, possibly. <sighs> I've come to appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's no mayo chup, but it's it's Stop. up there. <laughs> I've been pestering Zach about mayo oh, chup for like the longest time. Most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Shit will never end. Anyway, question of the day three. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I don't even remember either patient, so. Yeah. Do you remember what our third question of the day was? I don't. <laughs> that was two weeks ago. Oh, I think it was a weird caramel tangent that I had. I don't even. Something about like hard candy or I don't know. <laughs> this is bizarre. <laughs> oh. Maybe? That, that was no, it. That was it. You were like. Because you, you got like some of those like caramel candies. You were filling them. You're excited about them. So, yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. <laughs> Thank you for the comment, patient. I, I, I understand I, it myself, but... I appreciate it. it. Thank you for the bongo cat adages. Um, bongo cat is Next so time, I'm going to need you to... I'm going to need you to put mayo chub <laughs> in stop. each one. Please. It's disgusting. But otherwise, pretty good comment. Yeah. I agree. So, um... Wow. That's, uh... That's two and a half hours. That's a two and a half hour way to spend your Tuesday. I agree. <laughs> we don't have comments anywhere else, email or. Uh, no, we don't have anything else. We are cool. Just as popular, if not more, less popular as we was last time. So that's cool. Um, this episode might do well because it's talking about SEO. What a shock! <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I can get some really good SEO stuff out of it. Um, shout out to Aaron at For the Love of Tech, um, who is not only a client of mine, but um, also someone that supports the podcast financially. Um, you can hit up the link in the description for the anchor.fm slash another slash YouTube or dash YouTube dash podcast. And you can support the podcast for a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month. Um, that gives you the satisfaction of helping two broke boys live. It's pretty great. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, it's a good. Real quick, I'm curious. I like to I like to see how we're doing on the other platforms because it's been a while since I've done it. But uh, usually we we do pretty well outside of YouTube. Um, we got over a thousand plays all time. Wow! So Yay. thanks everybody to, uh, for listening to this on on other platforms as well as on YouTube. I know um, the new YouTube channel, I'm glad it's working. Um, haven't been really doing much more than just posting the weekly episodes, but that's really pretty much the plan for right now until uh, I have money to hire people to make clips or some shit. Yeah. We got about our standard views that we had on CSP. Yeah. And sometimes even higher than that. So at the very least, we're doing about the same, if not better. Exactly. Which is good. I think so. so. I think we've got a couple more. We're up to thirteen subs too. Yeah, yeah, lucky thirteen. We've done thirty episodes now too. By the way, this is episode thirty. Thirty episodes. So. That's crazy. <laughs> that is a, a big crazy. Uh, if you, by the way, I guess I'll just mention this real quick. If you want to answer the question today or leave a comment, but you're not watching this on YouTube, feel free to email Zach Zach Snyder Prod gmail.com productions productions i always forget that fuck me it's okay uh gmail email him we will read your comment 
And thank you to all the other people on other platforms. We may not mention you a whole lot, but you're important. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks to all the people on YouTube who listen to us as well. For 30 episodes, that, that takes some effort. So shout out to you all who've watched all these. Or <laughs> even just a couple of them. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, you the, Do you have the, the question of the day? Uh, maybe I can try to redeem myself from a shit post of a question. There you go. Last week. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Oh, I got a, I got a good one. <laughs> got a meme one. <laughs> so, if mayo and ketchup fucking combined to make mayo chub, what does mayo and mustard combine? An abomination. Exactly? <laughs> I was thinking mayo stirred <laughs> or <laughs> yeah mayo stirred it's in the force <laughs> well what, what would be like the uh the word for that if you combine mayo and mustard together against the law <laughs> the prison sentence probably I don't, I don't know well so ketchup mustard and mayonnaise are mixed together for the mcdonald's special sauce which is the <laughs> sole purpose of why i don't eat big macs yeah i'm not a big fan of them either because it's disgusting. Like, why would you do that? I would probably eat Big Macs more often because they're cheaper than uh, the double quarter pounders. I'd probably do mm-hmm. that more often if they didn't have this nasty special sauce. It's hard to get rid of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the taste is still there. I'm going to go with mayo stirred myself. But if you have a, what the combination between mayo and, and mustard would be, what that word would be, let me know. I'm going to go my question with, today. give me a better co-host. <laughs> I'm going to email you some mayo and mustard in an envelope. <laughs> just, just send it to you. I'm going to get a letter from Aiden and it's just gonna, I'm just going to open it up. It's just going to be a slob of disgustingness. <laughs> we rot it away. It'll be like a month old. Oh, that's nasty. It'll smell really bad. Holy the whole envelope shit. is like yellow. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the word great right there. Anyways, um, I've been Zach. What you're not gonna do a real question today? You're gonna leave with that. I, I don't fucking know. Here's here's my question. Here's my question. <laughs> I'm not. I'm afraid. What should our next episode of an, of uh, another YouTube podcast be about? There you go. But uh, what what do you guys want to hear? What, what kind of topics yeah. do you guys have? Because this was our last topic that we kind of had on the <laughs> in the queue, right? Waiting, waiting mm-hmm. to talk about. So uh, we need we need help. Help us out. For definitely do need more topics. Forget that other question. And help help answer this one. <laughs> I mean, the mastered question. Is they're going to answer important. your question, and they're going to ignore this one. And we're going we to talk s- about mayo and mustard and ketchup for like three hours. We're going to we're going <laughs> to sit there for we're going to sit there for an hour next week trying to figure out what the hell we're going to talk about because we have no suggestions because everybody exactly. is going to talk about mayonnaise and mustard. <laughs> mayo stirred. That's the official word. All right. Okay. If you can if you can use Kex D, I'm allowed to use mayo stirred. All right. See, That's my logic. Th- there is there is a complete difference there. <laughs> really? Is there Kex no? D is funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. No, it's, not. it's stupid. Ooh. I've had enough today. This has been a, a long one. We promise if you list a topic suggested, we won't wait a year and a, a year to get it done. 
Stay tuned for episode 50 where we talk about analytics. <laughs> Get I thought hired. this was fun. Get hired. Math. That's actual math. That's the one Aiden's was actually scared of. Analytics, yeah. episode 50. This one wasn't too bad. It, 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 ended, it ended up being all right. I was a fan. Hell yeah, dude. I'm ready to uh, go to sleep. No, actually, I'm going to go stream some Mega Man 11, this hard-ass game. I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Stay mail my lads. Bye.